<laughs> right. You're just kind I... of a poser. <laughs> oh, and of course, right at this moment, Jitsi starts blinking all over the place. But this is fine. This will be. It's like a Halloween horror show type thing, where you know everyone's blinking in and out. Yeah, it is what it is. All right. It's it fine. Ap- <laughs> yeah. Well, hey everyone. It appears that we're live. Hi everyone in the world of Blinky Jitsi world. Uh, sorry for it? this, but let's hit the intro graphic and then see where we go from there. And hey everyone, welcome back to Digital Cash Rundown. This is an odd day to be doing it. It's supposed to be um, supposed to be on a Friday, but today it is not. It is on a Wednesday because what day is Friday? Anyone? Uh, are you saying it's that someone's born day? Oh, someone's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Jeebus. Jeebus oh. was born supposedly, allegedly around December 25th. So, yeah, it's because of Christmas we're doing this thing a couple days early. And man, you guys are blinking all over the place. Uh, yeah, your your video quality is dropping in and out. Yeah. Well, um We'll see how obnoxious it gets. If it gets more obnoxious, we might explore a different thing. But this is supposed to be a little bit of the shit show episode. You know, it didn't make any big promises. It's on an odd day. No one should be me watching this thing. Uh, Fulagi Johnson says, hey, crypto buds. Well, hi, guys. So for lack of, I didn't do this, do the intros yet, but you guys can do the intros yourselves. So we'll start top left for me. Uh, Eleanor, why don't you go say who, who you are and... Why do you think you deserve to be on this podcast right now? You do that every time. It's such a weird thing to say. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Eleanor. I'm based in the Netherlands. I've been cryptoing for the last three, four years. I love it. I've been working with different companies and I founded CryptoCanal my own and I offer marketing and business consultancy. And I believe that buying a coin is a political statement. Nice. Uh so let me get now. Let me get Ken's perspective. Let's say, let Ken. Who do you think you are? I'll tell them who you actually are later. But who do you, who do you think you are? I'm the real York Molt. Okay, <laughs> that works pretty well. Well, I like few to. You will understand that. <laughs> you understand this, the ultimate crypto hashtag, right? Uh, I like to call Ken the mascot or the soul slash conscience of the cryptoverse. Is in for better or for worse, it's all in Ken. It's all like a bit of it. Like if you took all of the stuff, all of the crypto universe, its essence, and just distilled it into one person. This is what mass adoption looks like right here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, I have to, for example, I think if we got whole giant new demographics of people into crypto, Ken's physical appearance would just morph with that. As, it, as the whole thing shifts, but you know, I hope so. yes. I hope it adds up like a, a pocket Morty's version of pocket Ken Bozak's running around in their pajamas, all crypto rich at fucking for making fun of bankers and suits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> going to conferences and calling out scammers while they're on stage, it'd be, it'd be refreshing to be able to take a day off. Yeah, of course. Now this is a little bit of a looser uh, format than usual. In usual, it's pretty loose. We just sort of, talks Mac about some recent headlines, but there's admittedly fewer headlines here. But um, before we jump into this stuff, if you are, if you're one of those late people who hasn't bought Christmas presents, I don't usually do that, but that's fine. 
um, you, and you can do so with crypto with BitRefill. And if you use the, the code DCN when you sign up for an account, I get money. And you know what that makes me? A happy person. And you know what that makes me do? More of these shows. In fact, if enough of you buy like 50 bucks worth of stuff on BitRefill using that code, I might just do one of these every single day of the week forever. You know, why not? I mean, if I'm enough of a baller, although I don't think. I, I got could. 50 bucks I could put towards that on, on you said BitRefill, right? Yeah. If you have an, oh, well, dude, if you start an account with, DC, with the code. I might have to DC. make a new account then. That's what I got to do for you. Yeah, well, you'd probably have to do that. But there's a couple people I know, like one guy, honestly, one friend was like, hey, you know, where can I spend this stuff? And I was like, hey, why don't you do it here? And he bought like 49.53 of Amazon credit and it's been months and he hasn't gotten any more. And I'm just like, come on, dude, just just push me over the edge. Get me paid. <laughs> oh, now you're the anti-hodler. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, hey, you know what? In fact, I might actually say, you know what? I'll pay half. I'll pay you half of what I would get just to get you over oh, that edge. Smart. I might that's just. Smart. I it's, like it. It's not so much to, because like I'm trying to be a baller here, but just it's just maybe it's a little like obsessive compulsive tendency of just it's like so close. I just don't want it like I don't, I want to see like zero like no one's paid or like completed. I don't like to be like that and eh, kind of in the middle. Right. You know. No, I like that. I like that too. It's also a great incentive, you know, for mass adoption in the sense of not just speculating, investing, and hodling it, mm-hmm. but using it, you know, and, and not just exchanging it and trading it. Like, take your Bitcoin, go trade it for US dollar, and then take your US dollar to go get Uber Eats. You could just use your Bitcoin on Bit Refill directly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's the baller move. I want to do at some point, which you have to pick the right host slash audience to do this on because it doesn't it's a little you know some people might get get like upset is i want to when i'm on someone else's show start showing my own bit refill code on their show and see if i you know just do that even more my ultimate goal is to monetize an apology video like do something screw up in a huge way but then I have to make an apology video. I'm like, this apology video is sponsored by BitRefill, and just <laughs> just make stuff out of it. That would be the the um, absolute ultimate thing. That's pretty meta. Yes. I don't know if any YouTubers had to make an apology video no, ever had a sponsor not. in it. So fun enough, funny enough, I someone I know did do it. Um, there's this guy called Chael Sonnen. He was a uh, MMA fighter, a UFC title contender before. Now he's an ESPN analyst and has like three quarters of a million YouTube subscribers. But he actually did that. He like wrote, he did a video where he's like apologizing for like, ah, I think I got that wrong. I'm sorry. But then he monetized it. And I'm just, he like did an ad read at the beginning of it. I'm just like, dude, your epic levels of troll that I can only aspire to. At least I have like the big yeah. refill code, DCN, by the way, that I can do that with. So it's always in my back pocket. So the ultimate thing is if I ever get on like CNN again or something like that, if I get on mainstream news, oh, yeah. I just want to be, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, shout out to all my homies kind of thing. I just want to like slowly start dropping my, my code and see what happens. I wish I was like, smart enough to think of that. Like, yeah. I mean, I have referral codes and I've been on TV and I've never once thought to show my referral no. link. No. I'm now, that's on my bucket list. My bucket list is be on TV again and then show my referral link to something. 
Yes. No, Joel, Joel, don't be crass. No, guys, don't use no, don't use your airtime to show your your rufflings. You're better than that. Both of you, you need that precious airtime to convert everybody to crypto. Please don't start it, shilling. It depends yourself. in the context. But here here's the thing though. Uh so I was I was on CNN like 3 or so years ago. They filmed me walking around spending crypto and it was you know, a good yeah. little clip interviews positive. If it's ever a hostile situation, like if it's ever like, oh, well, why do you think if it, then I, of course I'm going to use their airtime. But also, think about this: it only gets like enough airplay from whatever. But if you start trying to like monetize the interview, how many people <laughs> will be sharing that thing? Be like, look at this guy! Oh, like, yeah. look at this animal! And then it gets so much more, then the message just goes all the way out there. So right, it you could, have like a, a QR code on your T-shirt. So what you're wearing. Well, like what Ken is doing tonight, right? But then you could have like a nice QR code that people could I see. I haven't taken this hoodie off since CZ mailed it to me. I don't know. Man. <laughs> yeah. I, this is part of flesh now. I shower with it. Yeah, it's become one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just absorb. And like how, which by the way, before we get into that, um, there's a live chat. If you go to cointr.ee slash the desert lakes, you can leave a donation with a message and it actually goes and pops up on the screen. Now, oh, what cool. you see here, someone today just gave me 10 bucks and didn't leave a message. So that's kind of what's up there now. But it will get updated live while we're on air and then I'll, you know, roll that out. And so if, if any bro bros watching, hit us up with a 420 super chat thing. Yeah, absolutely. 420 USD vert worth of any crypto would be fantastic. Yeah. But if it's only four bucks and 20 cents, I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain. If it's, 42 cents the, the, it doesn't count because there's no zero but if i start ignoring you in the actual like normal youtube live chat thingy here then you know it's like a hint that like you you gotta cough up you know you gotta cough up so as i was saying ken how many crypto tattoos do you actually have have you counted Ooh, them i lost track um one two three four five five or six yeah, that, I thought it was a lot more than that, but that's that's not bad, you know. No, I'm holding out. I have a few on my uh, to do list, uh, but I think I'm gonna get an NFT sleeve. Uh, I'm gonna get a bunch of my non fungibles that I, you know, think are adorable, and I'm gonna get them tattooed uh, probably on my leg. I'm thinking of a calf sleeve. Interesting. That'll be fun, and that's what I was saying about like you're the distillation of the crypto spirit because as new coins start popping up, they start popping up on your body too. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's everything. Uh, yeah. But anyway, let's jump into some headlines more or less. I hate to say it like that. It sounds so shilly and stupid, but basically first off, what are you guys doing for Christmas as far as seeing fr fan friends and family and how is crypto going to be involved are you going to evangelize? Let's start with you, Eleanor. What do you think? What do you, what's, what do you got going on? <laughs> it's so depressing in the Netherlands. I don't want to bring everybody down, but it's like full lockdown here. It's like there's no, nothing's going on. They closed all the shops, everything. Every non-essential shop is closed. So mm -hmm. it's at home with the kitty cats and not much evangelizing this time. There will be evangelizing five days later when I'm organizing my Crypto 101 Hong Kong edition meetup. But it's, it's yeah, sadly on Christmas Day itself, it won't be happening. It will be just a, just an at-home Christmas with no family but our own. Are, but are you doing any kind of a Zoom thingy, like a Zoom Christmas? 
Um, no, it's uh, for Crypto 101. So it's like a 101 mm -hmm. class. And this one is dedicated for everybody in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. And it basically teach them the basics of cryptocurrencies and blockchain and all that stuff. And it covers as well the, you know, economic or political, you know, situation in Hong Kong. I was doing one on Lebanon mm -hmm. and there was interest. And so I did one for Hong Kong now. And there's like, I'm organizing one for Italy and probably Vietnam in, in January. So it's like 101s targeted for specific community. Mm -hmm. um, specific context so that's what i'll be preparing for and reading about so but i'm sure there's no christmas day kind of a, a live stream or anything nope not on my side are you oh. doing one i don't know i'm actually um well let's let's get to ken before i don't i talk too much what are you what are oh, you doing ken i forgot i was here i was just listening uh <laughs> but by the way i have a question do you speak mandarin no oh okay because when you said hong kong i was like oh i wonder if she speaks mandarin because i've been no, trying to learn with English uh, My favorite Mandarin word is I don't know how to understand. I don't understand what you just said. I also it's have bicycle. a bicycle. Mandarin. Bicycle. 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 It's the best Mandarin word they got. Tway is a good one. Tway means push. I don't know why I like tway, but it just sounds like a better way to say push. Can you tway the door open? Can you push the door? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, Christmas, though, bro, I'm actually planning. Uh, I haven't really said anything because I was just going to do it. Uh, but I'm just probably going to do it. I'm doing because I'm not no life. I'm going to do a 24-hour live stream. I'm just going nice. to go live midnight and then stay up all day, you know, opening NFT packs, like Christmas presents, playing video games, uh, probably going to open up a Discord and let people hop in and just yell at me, say obscene things, which normally happens when I open the Discord on air. Uh, people just jump in the troll, which is always fun. I, I love my trolls so much. They, they seriously don't even know how much I adore their attention. Yeah, which is, it's funny um, <laughs> because... Uh, that's the reason, the entire reason this live chat thingy that pops out here, the rise, the entire reason I have it a, as a pop out and I don't actually do it because the first time I experimented with it, someone started putting a bunch of like racial slurs in there. Yeah. And so I got yelled at by YouTube for it. Like I typed it. I was like, I didn't type it. Oh, it's on your video because your mm -hmm. chat is displayed on screen. And I'm like, well, how's that my fault? But it is your fault. So yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. So I, I pre-screen it. So for everyone who's thinking of doing live super chat, uh, definitely going to screen those ahead of time and just make sure they're nothing that crazy. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, Elnor, can you hold up the cat mug? I know the video is blinking in and out, and I'm too lazy to change it. But it's if still... you hold it up for long enough, she has a cute little teacup with a little cat face on it and little ears as part of the mug. And that those is... ears are the only reason I knew to ask her to turn it around. I was like, wait, it has ears. I know it has a face. If it has ears, it has a face. That's just science. Yes. Well, um, Hilawi watching says, "What up? What's up, mate? Brodero in the house. Yes, Brodero is in the house." How goes Probably it? his own. Yes, it goes well. So, um, I don't know exact. I'm probably going to be with girlfriend, family stuff for Christmas. Um, but now that I know that there's a 24-hour live stream, I will at some point pop in. Whether it's before I drive out there or while I'm there, I'll just be, you know. What, what better is there? I mean, come on. It's going to be great. So, that's one thing I'll definitely do. 
I'm sure everyone, there's going to be someone who's going to ask me, oh, you're into that crypto stuff. Why does it go up? In, in fact, that's why I made this video, not just like. Where does the money come from, bro? Yeah. <laughs> that's the question I get the most from normies is like, What's it? if it's worth 30 grand, how? Where's the money come from? Is it just like worth it? And who says it's worth them? Money's hard. Yeah. It, what's it backed <laughs> by? That's the thing I get all like. There's nothing. It's backed by unicorn blood, bro. Yeah. And the, the thing <laughs> is, when you ask them. <laughs> true that's more ethereum though but uh when you ask him what is gold backed by that's like do you see the head that things start turning around in the head it's just like what do you mean what's gold back it's gold it doesn't need to be backed by things and it's like, exactly <laughs> you know? and that's the the thing that i really because I, I put out a video yesterday about why does a crypto price go up and it was like 17 or so minutes but i made like a 35 minute podcast version a little longer a little extra stuff but Talked about, you know, stuff like scarcity, demand, and speculation, and, you know, the different supplies, and analyze mm -hmm. emission curves of a few different, just like, basically, but from a super normie type perspective. And, of course, it makes me realize uh, crypto teaches you so much about fiat. People don't know what fiat is. Like, no one. Even people in the financial world, they don't really understand it. And it's only by learning what it isn't that you learn what it is, which is a great. I didn't hear the word fractional reserve banking until Bitcoin was already in my vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's one of those. It's, this goes back to like the old wisdom thingy of, you know, you need to know context. You know, learn teaches everything. You can't know what something is until you know what it isn't. You need walls before you. You know that's why like you know, mimes and stuff. You know they you know, they figure out. You know, the walls, you have to find your limitations to know, you have to know where you're not to know where you are. And so when you start learning about crypto, then you start learning about fiat, like, oh, what's infinite inflation versus limited inflation versus, you know, can it be tampered with and all this kind of stuff. And if you, people call the USD or, you know, it, it's the king of the shit coins, more or less. Some people say that. And it's funny to say, but that if you actually think about it, like from a real perspective, what happens? What would happen if someone just started a new crypto and it, w it worked exactly like any fiat currency where one company issued it, they inflated it whenever, and it kind of just didn't do anything extra from that. And it, like people would be like, this is a terrible shit coin. No one's going to use this. And But because it's already there, it's old tech, people kind of take it for granted of this is what, what is, which also brings it all the way back around to Crypto people would never accept that shit coin unless it's called a stable coin. Yeah, I don't know why they get. I mean, I, I'm a. I ain't gonna lie, I'm a fan of stable coins, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're gonna walk into a corner store and shill crypto, mm -hmm. talk to the pizza store owner about stable coins because volatility is like the biggest turnoff when it comes to businesses and money. Mm -hmm. uh, and then that stable coin conversation, you know, Easter eggs and, and Trojan horses into a rabbit hole experience of what the hell is this? stable coin thing and what's a coin and then wait bitcoin and uh, i i don't know I, I they serve their purpose but you're right the people that are in crypto that would never buy the usd shit coin do have a lot of value uh in stable coins right now everybody mm -hmm. uh it's 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 kind of i don't know ironic i don't know yeah. if that's the right word sad pathetic oh yeah it is kind of funny that people get into crypto so they can cryptoify the thing they were trying to run away from. Yeah, exactly. But you know what's funny? You mentioned yeah. gold earlier, and I, I didn't want to interrupt, but I did want to segue into the topic of they found a shit ton of gold, bro. 
Oh no. The gold supply keeps being, you know, manipulated because, oh, look, we found more gold that we didn't know was here. And yeah, good luck with all that. And just like curious how people really feel about the technology to retrieve gold. You know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we, we, we barely know anything about our ocean. We know more about space than we do our own oceans. And uh, once we have the technology, send a couple submarines down, we'll have a hell of a lot more gold up here than we're used to having. Of course. Uh, I don't know what's really ready for that. It's funny because I guess this has now gotten crashed. I have a little, I have a little gram of gold. I actually got paid in with this. So I actually got paid in precious metals, which people, very few people do. But now apparently this is worthless. I should just throw it out. Now they found a bunch and they pumped. Precious it. metals are too doxing for me. Hmm. Like you know, if you wanted to pay me in gold, you got to know where I live. I don't like that. Or you have to know which you know bathroom Wait. stall you frequent or whatever. Oh, oh dead God. drops. I like dead drops. <laughs> was that a peer-to-peer transaction or did someone actually send you that gold? Um, it was it was an in-person transaction. I did some presentation on crypto at the the University San Carlos Rey in uh, Madrid and then they just like gave me a little piece of gold as like a thank you. So it wasn't really comp- it wasn't pre-arranged compensation, but it was more of a tip, but it's I did nice. get it. And I think it- it's cute. It's like I don't know. I think they were trying, obviously, to be original with your way of payments, uh, which I think is like a nice one. Yeah, it it was like an Austrian economics course and stuff like that. So they're all into the good stuff there. And so, and they're old. So, you know, that's where I'm not sorry, all of them, but, you know, university grad professors, they've been around a while. Of course, they're going to be into that stuff. Yeah, you got a uh, piece of silver as like a donation or a tip. I, I would call it a gift, honestly. It was like a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar Bam uh, gave oh. me a piece of silver for uh, yeah. yeah, I still have it. It's my I have one piece of silver that Omar gave me and a piece of gold. Uh, fishy guts. Shout out to that bro, bro. Uh, <laughs> gave me a piece of gold that I have. So I have one piece of gold, one piece of silver, and a partridge in a pear tree. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's where this one comes in. This is the uh, a I've had this little silver round for a while. It says end the fed on it. I think it was a, <laughs> it was a Ron Paul 2008 campaign thingy. Oh, that's so cool. So it's just like the old stuff. And then the only other stuff I keep around are, you know, of course, bol- boulevards, because why not? I actually think I may have one of those in this Brecky Von Crypto uh, dirty. Oh, you can't even see it. Dirty Fiat, but I put the uh, thing. Wow. Justin Gaming. Yeah. That's oh, funny. here we go. I got some Hong Kong bucks. Mm-hmm. Hong Kong bucks. I do have some euros, but that's not. not oh, and I got this guy right here. I knew I had some Bolivar. Nice. Oh, you're. I'm balling compared to you. Yeah, but does yours have a Bitcoin stamp on it? It wow. could. It could. <laughs> it could very easily. I even tattoo my money. Wait, I have something in between everything with everything you just showed, guys. I have this like pendant. Uh-huh. It would, I think it would really suit you, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's my flavor, flavor right there. I need that. <laughs> Bitcoin over <laughs> bitches, perfect. <laughs> yes, that might be a that might be a good tattoo as well. I'm not. I mean, it's actually from a tattoo artist that I onboarded, and oh, then nice. he sent me this. Bitcoin. I thought over that was so, I, Wait, I also have this theorem one. Wait. What is Ethereum over though? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. I knew it had Crypto to be something. Crypto overhose. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice to have like one of each, or like one of them, and the other one is in grills. 
Yeah, know? the jokes on the jokes on the uh, the art there because uh, all the bitches mm. and hoes have more crypto than the bros. I mean, sex workers were early adopters. <laughs> just for the record, you know what's funny? A friend of mine just. He, I know a few sex January workers that retired from the industry because they accepted crypto. Wow. Yeah, a friend of mine is starting a new cam, crypto cam site in the new year. And that's See, couple, it didn't work out that well, man. How's this going to go? You I know? don't know. Uh, Bro, Pornhub only accepts crypto. It is a crypto fucking porn thing. Pornhub. You don't need to make a new one. I get it. I'm not with monopolies. I love competition. But, like, I was really hopeful Spang Chain was going to disrupt, and then they just – I don't know what happened. Now they're just, what like – What happened to that? Because Brenna Spark was such an inspiration. I thought she was mm-hmm. so cool. From what I heard, I think they fucked her over. Uh, but yeah. I can't, can't quote me on well, that. Not, not in a good way. Sure. Right, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think the last I heard from them is you could actually get COVID tests with, like, crypto through Spank Pay. So you can get, like, a box of 10 COVID tests uh on spank pay uh, i don't know that's like the latest thing i've seen what? come out of their team what? That's... <laughs> yeah well is that the only it's test you can get through them <laughs> i don't know but i just saw that was the <laughs> good point yeah that's a it is funny because uh first off like i i admittedly this is not my world i'm not very i'm not very knowledgeable on the ins and outs of that industry however and that so that being said like I didn't know that Pornhub charged. Like I didn't know that there's stuff you could pay for. I thought it was like free stuff Wait, with who, weird. Who buys porn? Yeah, that's what. I, like I, I thought I was like, what? And but apparently, like you could buy stuff. It's like there's like premium exclusive stuff that's only for paying people. Is that how it works? Have you ever watched porn in not 1080? Oh, well, yeah. I guess I, you got to pay for that 4K, bro. <laughs> I didn't get a 4K TV to watch porn in 720. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that, that I guess that's a good that's a good point. So that's what you have. That's what you pay for. And now, so they only accept crypto. I know they stopped accepting. Yeah, they cards. only accept crypto. Period. So yeah. do have you seen their page? Like, do they have a good onboarding solution? Yes. They, they say here's how I you think get. It some? might be Simplex. They use somebody to on ramp, dude. It's like I don't. It's very convenient. Like mm. they made it so convenient to onboard their average no coiner users where. There won't be much of a difference. They're just here's money in a different way. Yeah. Do they uh, do they make you buy crypto and have it and then send it, or do they just let you buy do with the simplex and you buy it and then it just goes straight to them? Yeah. You now you'd have to send it to them. You have to pay. Mm. Yeah. You have to do it. It's not like a an all. You have to do like thing. a send. Yeah. Exactly. You have to buy it and then send a transaction. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty. It's going to be. You got to think about the people that didn't pull the trigger, right? After they bought it and then spend it, they're going to see some volatility. Yeah, and then that's going to be like, unless they have a serious amount of it and it dumps in price, in which case they might panic sell. But I think if you get a a a chunk of crypto, like you know, like twenty, thirty bucks, and then it goes to like twelve, you're probably not going to get rid of it right away. And then if it starts going like 25, oh, all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's this? And then, well, if it goes down, you have to buy more to pay for your premium membership. <laughs> these people aren't investors. These are users. Yeah. So they don't, if the volatility goes down, they're not looking at it as an investment volatility. They're mm-hmm. looking at it as, oh, now I need more of these coins to get the same feature that I would have been able to get with less coins the other day. So unfortunately, I don't think that this is too much of a deal in the Netherlands, right? Because the industry has been relatively old in the Netherlands, from my understanding, right? 
I have not been to the Netherlands yet. I should make a trip out at some point. But sounds like we should go, bro. Yeah, but it's like they haven't had sex workers ha- in the Netherlands haven't had any kinds of problems with payments, have they? No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, they have to register with the authorities. So basically, you're encouraged. To, you're like a legit worker. So you just have to register mm-hmm. and pay taxes. And for them, it's this country is all about is a mercantile country mm-hmm. over anything else. You yeah. know, business over you know, old morals, I would say. Mm -hmm. So whatever brings money, whatever you can trade. And if you're in the sex trade, well, that's fine. It's just like now pay your taxes. What's the drug thing like in the Netherlands with that mentality? Is it actually good or is it super like high taxes and stuff? Sorry, which uh, which uh, industry? Uh, I I was asking about the drug industry because it's like the adult entertainment industry is so like prominent. I'm curious, do they seize opportunity in the drug industry as well? Yeah. So here coffee shops are illegal for years and years and years. So, but it's more weed based. Mm -hmm. And of course, all the mushroom psychedelics uh, are also very, very open industry. Basically hard drugs, not over the counter. It's so that's, that's a no for now. Like that's not. I haven't seen any efforts to legalize them. heroin in Portland. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but Legali- we're not there yet. Yeah. I, like, I, yeah. I saw a hilarious like- meme on that. Right. We, we don't have legal weed like the Netherlands. You can't get a legal blowjob like the Netherlands, but you can go get heroin in Portland legally. That's fine. No, you can have a, you can, you can't have what did you No, we can't have a legal blowjob, but you can't have the cocaine blowjob one. Well, so yeah, like- you know, what's funny is back in, it, there's some memes in the, uh, for the U.S. that I've seen before, of you know, back in the old days, you couldn't do um, you couldn't do heroin with your fr- with your family at Christmas. Now you still can't, but it's not the heroin that's illegal; it's the meeting with your family. <laughs> <laughs> Which, where I'm at in New Hampshire, everything's pretty fine. Twenty twenty in a nutshell. I could do whatever I want, but in in I know in Seattle and stuff like Portland and places like that, I know that they have some more restrictions, but. Right, right. Yeah, their social distancing restrictions are way more strict now than their, you know, their hard drug uh, restrictions. Yeah, I mean, did you guys follow that no flights from the UK can fly to the Netherlands right now? My flight just got canceled the other day. Uh, I had a flight booked to Canada. I paid for it like five months ago. And I was Mm -hmm. going to leave on the 1st of January. I'm leaving. I was going to Canada. And they they canceled my flight and refunded my money saying no residents are leaving countries. (sighs) You know, it's funny. So I have a, a, a Canada story a little bit. I've never been to Canada, which is odd because, you know, I used to live in Mexico, France, UK, been to Romania, like been to a few different places by American standards, a lot of places, but not by European, whatever. But I've never been to Canada, even though I'm like four hours drive from the border now. And I want to because a friend of mine, uh, he, he was based through whatever reason, he ended up getting deported from the U.S., and to Mexico and on the way out the US authorities lied to the drug cartels and said that he told them information when he didn't and so basically I remember for a few years or I don't know at least a few months um, he was like on the run from people trying to kill him and like I remember being on the phone with him a few times and I thought I'd hear those last words it was really scary and so at some point I just he got to Canada and I I paid for his plane ticket in crypto, so you know that's 
crypto literally like saved his life, which is kind of interesting. And so now I want to go visit him because, you know, he's trying to seek asylum and stuff like that. And he doesn't really know anyone. And, you know, I want to visit him, but I can't because you know, like this was the year I was going to go visit him. But then, you know, now all this stuff, now I can't. And it's like yet another thing. Thank you for sharing. That's a very deep yet sad yet inspiring story. Like, oh, yeah, I didn't know what to say after it read. I just want to take a moment of silence. Yeah, pour one out for the homies, you know. Vape one out. I don't know if yeah. that worked. I would I pour I would pour one out, but I got bourbon on deck for the second hour and I don't want to waste any of that. It's it's not cheap. Which uh by the way, um that's another shilling opportunity, but I actually don't have a promo code ready for that, whatever. I'll just do it for free, right? Uh, I have a friend, uh, Lawrence, who runs this thing called Shop in Bit, which is a German company that lets you buy a bunch of stuff with crypto. Their concierge service is fantastic because you can literally buy anything in the world for crypto. You just say, yo, hey, I want to buy these five items, you know, and then they'll they'll find the best price anywhere so it could be that you like you find a bunch of links and they find them for a cheaper price and then then you just pay a crypto and then they send them to you and that's it it's i think it's like a two percent fee but a lot of a lot of times you can end up saving money for that and it's like a 100 euro minimum so i do have some sort of a promo code so if there's a if you're watching this not live there will be a link down below to go click on it and like sign up and give me some money from it. But I, I'm happy to just help the homie out in that that case because I've used it before. That's why I was thinking about booze because I found some like rare bourbon that I really wanted to have and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I asked him, he hooked me up and I paid crypto and it's great. So if you want to buy, it's too late for Christmas presents, you know, but if people start to, you know, complain, you didn't get me anything. Then like okay fine I'll get you like for January mess whatever <laughs> then you can still you know you can still do that shopping second bit. Christmas Fantastic. second Christmas is always income tax season <laughs> it's like when I was growing up we didn't have like a big Christmas but we had a big second Christmas like you know after the New Year with mom and dad we get the uh, income tax checks and that's when we would get our big toys and shit mm -hmm. <laughs> income tax checks you mean like the refunds right yeah yeah which like the tax system is so messed up i'm sure in every country I, I don't know there might be a country out there that's just like you know what we might ha we have like the smoothest best tax system out there but i'm pretty sure the u.s is one of the, I, I wouldn't even say it's one of the worst because there's a lot of really bad ones but it's complicated and just the fact that you're getting money back all the time it's like what can i just not give it to you in the beginning can you keep it? <laughs> like, why are you just... Oh, I can okay, really we're... use this now, right? Yeah, and the fact that you're just, like, every year waiting for your refund, that you just know you're going to get... Well, if you knew you are going to get it, why'd you give it in the first place? <laughs> it's just... thing. Yeah, I, actually, I, I, I played around with something. I signed up for unemployment during the pandemic, and it worked <laughs> for a while. They gave me several thousand dollars, and then they realized their mistake, and they stopped <laughs> giving me money. But too late, I bought Bitcoin with it immediately. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, good luck with that. And I got my stimulus, bro. Trump sent me like 1200 bucks and I, I got crypto with it. And then Uniswap sent me another, you know, <laughs> yes, I, I should call Uniswap Ubiswap for universal basic income because that's what they should rebrand to. Somebody needs to make a fork of that immediately. If you're watching this <laughs> fork, Uniswap into UBI swap or something and you're welcome. 
Yeah. That's pretty good. But I know, uh, just to talk about taxes for it, mm-hmm. I know that you can pay taxes in Switzerland, not everywhere, but in the canton of Zug, you can now pay it with Ethereum or Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I've okay. heard about that. In the US, for a while. Do that. Somewhere in the US, I think Ohio, like either, I don't remember if it was Ohio. Where's that place that's not a real place? There's a place that's not a real place. Ohio? Is Sorry. that it? <laughs> just no, kidding. No, like, I'm talking like about Ohio. Meme going around where it's like, this place doesn't even exist, but yet crypto is legal and tax exempt. And, oh man, it's going to bother me. Hopefully Damn. somebody in the chat, it might, I don't remember now, but the, there was like a whole state, the whole like crypto Twitter sphere was making fun of saying like, it's not even a real place. But it's it was kind of, really funny. Well, I do know a few municipalities had BitPay for a while in Ohio. Um, there was some bill that didn't, I don't think it, succeeded here in new hampshire about to do the same sort of a thing the problem is like i have a feeling that a lot of people who are into crypto here this is the more hardcore crypto zone like a lot of them are off the grid and so like they're not going to be like they're going to be paying taxes in fiat you know they're going to like they're going to be selling it for cash you know brown paper bag whatever and then using that to pay their taxes they're not going to you know, so it's kind of a weird thing. Like, do you the, think people will go through all that trouble to pay their taxes, or will they just say, "I'm not going to pay my taxes"? Well, th- that's the thing. Is it's it's one of those things where I mean, let's be very honest about it. Um, okay, fine. I don't reason, pay my taxes. The reason <laughs> people pay taxes is because if they don't, they get their ass kicked. In a very simplistic kind of description, basically, you get your life ruined if you don't. So. And you already ruined my life. Well, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. It's people who people who don't. It's just always like that risk of you know if they get you, you know. But what can I say? I'm starting to get depressed all the Dude, time. I've so. done I've done like so much shit. Whereas if they caught me, I would be X, Y, and Z. You know, like jaywalking or shoplifting oh, or sneaking out at night as a kid during like middle school. Like. I, I'm not going to look both ways before I cross and have a car potentially hit me. I'm not going to worry about taxes, you know, like, well, on he that, says a Bitcoin halo around his face right now. Yes. You know? On it's that. Beautiful. Yeah. I guess I am a jaywalking serial offender. What can I do? I'm half Mexican, you know? <laughs> oh, that's right. It is a racial slur. I forgot about that. Okay. Well, what isn't by the way, um, that could be a goal that. for 2021 is to have, can Bozak or Brobro be classified as a racial slur? Brobro should be. I, I think it should be offensive. I, I don't know why. It just mm. it sounds. It, it should toxic masculinity. Chalk it up with that. Yeah, something like that. I Although mean, everyone's a Brobro. How many women have you called Brobro? All of them. They're okay. all Brobros. Everyone's a Brobro until they're not. Everyone starts off a Brobro, <laughs> <laughs> and then the more I get to know them, okay. sometimes they lose a bro or both. Okay, that's a that's a classist thing. Then you're discriminating against the poor or whatever. The you know it's like the caste system. You got the bro bro class, and then you got the bro bro class, and you know. Yep. Yeah. Um. What was I say? Have you ever done a triple bro, bro bro bro? No, I haven't. I haven't. Triple See, B. I guess that might have to happen. It might have to have an opportunity to inspire me for that somewhere along the lines because. Yeah, I don't know who that would. I mean, dude, that would have to be like Andreas Antonopoulos sending a Bitcoin transaction on a ham radio while hanging 10 on a surfboard on one of the largest waves ever. That would be next, bro, bro, bro. next tattoo. I'm just saying a back piece. I do have room. Yeah, I mean, it's like a ludicrous thing. Like, um, 
I've seen, of course, around a few times around town here because we're close to Vermont, where Bernie Sanders is from. I've seen people with like a Bernie skateboarding doing a sweet nose grind <laughs> like car sticker. Does anybody have an Andreas tattoo yet? Because that would no. I might for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is a pretty like especially like the hairline thing. That would be the best thing. What if you go bald and you just get an Andreas hairline tattooed on your head? <laughs> I'll just shave my head and get it done anyway. But his, his his logo. I mean, dude, how many times a day do mm-hmm. all of us get to witness somebody having the epiphany that his icon on Twitter is his hairline? Every day, it's like I love it. It's so much fun. Yeah, being iconic is something that's kind of um, underrated. As far as like, like for example, Ken Bozak, right? Ken Brobo Bozak, your um, image and your little animated whatever is just like a it's like a logo you you are your own logo yeah um, yeah uh, okay this is we got a couple of um live chat thingies uh before we go into that i i'm gonna take dodge off and do a bathroom break but um what was the thing we were gonna talk about here real quick it's funny, like this is gloriously disorganized we went through Pretty much forty-five or so minutes without talking about anything. Um, the I le- tried. I laid. I laid up some segues, bro, like alley oop, and you just let it bounce off the rim. Well, hey, the va- it, it, it wasn't missed. We'll get to them all. But the <laughs> ledger doxing. I talk amongst yourselves, children, while I do the bathroom break, and I'll be right oh, back. But okay, get this teach. Going. Right. Yeah, sure. This yes. is like assign your homework. Right. Right. Bye, Joel. I like how he's giving us homework like this. Yeah, the, the joke's on him because when he comes back, we didn't do our homework. How you yeah. been? Yeah, I'm cool. What about you? Like, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't work for this dude. Like, what is he dictating our conversation now? It's terrible. Terrible. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what do you? I, I'm I'm big on NFTs. So that's my yeah. topic of conversation recently. Is ask people what they think about NFTs. Or have you ever gotten into any NFTs? Yeah, actually, so the first time I received, or actually the first time I was discussing NFTs was 2018, uh, no, 2017, when CryptoKitties had completely, you know, saturated the Ethereum network. So that was my- broke it? (laughs) Well, it was so interesting. And someone was trying to send me Ethereum at that point. And they're like, wait, there's too many kitties on the network. And I was like, what are you you talking about? So that was my first- moment and then later i actually went to like uh i don't know like a workshop and actually it was so cute they actually hatched crypto kitties with us so like Aww. then we actually went from i know with the, we went from egg to like seeing our kitties like hatch and i was like oh uh-huh. and i think nfts are really interesting and i think it's a really interesting path to adoption i guess i've always been a pro adoption on a sort of peer-to-peer electronic cash side of things like more like the currency the currency the cryptocurrency the importance of using crypto as payment and not for speculative assets but nfts are just so fun and such an interesting way to express yourself so yeah go nfts i guess for go for adoption go for the for the art for 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 everything basically so now i want to see your your tattoo i knew the <laughs> nft shill was coming yeah no i was i was gonna say Gwen to telling her she should start her own collection uh same as you man I, i'm surprised you don't even have your own nft at all let alone a collection yes i'll i'll get on that eventually 
and by I, dude, I means... will send you my artist. All you have to do is send him your words and ideas. He'll send you the images and then you tokenize it so I could buy your NFT, please. Yeah, next <laughs> next couple months I'll get that figured out. I have to admit, I am a little bit of a crypto boomer in that, like back in my day it was just did peter pure digital cash and that's, that's what i just said yeah, but i'm like kind of like a roger right? no, no this is what happened with Sorry, like, roger. That, that whole idea is like banksy took one of your dollar bills and he drew a cute picture on that and now it's worth more than the dollar that that paper was backed by mm -hmm. that's nfts versus cryptocurrencies to me you know if banksy was to get a hold of a couple satoshis and just touch those satoshis they would be worth more because banksy did some art to that right mm -hmm. if he paints a picture on your wall it's worth more mm -hmm. the same thing people are doing with cryptocurrencies they're taking ethereum or wax or whatever they're making their nft on mm -hmm. and they're basically taking that currency out of the circulation because they're technically destroying it by drawing all over it and painting on it. And now this $100 bill or dollar bill is a canvas with art on it that has now been added value or decreased in value depending on the shitty art or good art or whatever, right? It could hurt the value of it where it's worth less than the money it's backed by or it could increase it. And that's where I'm that's where I'm looking at it. The, the, the kind of eye I have on it that way is like if I could find a $1 bill that Banksy drew a Mickey Mouse on, I know I could get six figures for that $1 bill. Yeah. And that's an NFT. I know I'll be able to get one Lambo for one NFT <laughs> one day. And you laugh at this, but look at Charizard and Pikachu and all this other frivolous shit that when you buy it, 50% of the time you realize you got a fake Charizard. 100% of the time you get a real crypto kitty. Ooh, yeah. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to think of different, like think of outside the NFT box because the NF NFTs are already sort of out of the box to a certain extent. But, right, they're becoming smart contracts. NFTs mm -hmm. are utilities. They're doing things. I could buy one of your, you could actually buy one of my NFTs and you get airdrops of NFTs every month. That's the functionality of a smart NFT. So I have a, I have a robot vacuum <laughs> called Vincenzo and I you named this vacuum. Of course I did. Um, that's some narcissistic <laughs> shit right there dude. but you know why i named him vincenzo a sociopath does a sociopath names their vacuum busted you need an actual pet <laughs> well the reason i did it is because it's like the vacuum the robot like i'm I, a better thing to call him so anyway i have a friend who's sicilian and he's very clumsy and he bumps into stuff all the time and this stupid vacuum bump 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 just bumps off the wall so i'm like hey i'm gonna call him Vinny. so my vacuum Vinny. I'm sure there's a, a thing there. But anyway, it'd be fun to do a Vincenzo NFT that who and sell him, and whoever did it got to dictate when he got to like activate him and send him to battle to vacuum my so, place. So when when your your place gets cleaned, only when someone mm -hmm. uses an NFT. Yeah, or it gives vacuuming rights. So if my place starts looking gross, <laughs> then they get started. But I I'd have two of them. At least I'd have one that's mine. That I could use for it because you know I got to clean it if everyone else doesn't want to. But like I could be in the middle of a podcast, brrr, he starts coming out, and it's like, oh, someone else use their use their rights. Um, you know, I'm with it. I mean, you know, we, we tokenize everything. We we will tokenize everything, and uh, I think NFTs replacing the. Uh, I mean, dude, it's already happening. I've seen uh, Mintable. They have an NFT DAO. One NFT is your voting right. So instead of a token or a coin, you mm -hmm. have an NFT. So they're like what we're seeing happen with NFTs moving forward. It's. I mean, we've we've got MP3 or MP4 or whatever MP4 music videos. 
NFTs, uh, you know, interactive puzzles, games, mm -hmm. all kinds of things have become NFTs. So uh, when you, you know, buy your next Call of Duty, that could be one NFT. Yeah. Well, let me get to this. I got a live Yeah, I chat. took over. You I got a, No, that's over. great. That's what you're, I, I left. I wanted you to talk about stuff and you didn't because you're bad students. No. F <laughs> or, you know, whatever the the English score. I was going to say, even a bad, good teacher would give a D to a failing student. Yeah, so unfortunately, the expanding thing doesn't show the whole thing, but th the actual thing is questions. Are XRP funds SAFU? And when do you think all stable coins will be regulated? And also says, agree fully with bro bro. Stable coins have value, and we long-timers need to accept it. Bitcoin Cash already does this, in parentheses, triggering Ken. So not triggering me. I actually I've gotten over that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I quite literally use Bcash more maybe than BTC uh, as, at times. I mean, as is financially responsible of you. I mean, if these are expensive, I ain't going to yeah. lie. I mean, those NFTs aren't going to buy themselves. You can't be shelling out in blockchain fees. You have nothing for your your other crap. Although <laughs> um, anyway, so that's a great segue for the. Uh, XRP. Sorry, Ripple. Wait, you wanted us to talk about something and we didn't. So yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that to... later. Okay. <laughs> um, just because this this person didn't pay me to talk about that, so they get priority. And see this little Respect. five buck thingy down here that expands. That goes away if someone else does the chat next. So I remember there was one time I couldn't answer the questions fast enough, and a couple got skipped, and so I had to like uh... go back and actually look at. So out of respect for this kind donor, anonymous person. I, you know, did it. But anyway, XRP. Okay. So I have a lot to say and think about this. So we're going to start with Eleanor. What do you think about the whole Ripple drama? I feel bad for any XRP holder and the XRP community. That's my most PC answer I can give out now. Yes. I PC? Never... Is this the PC ch show? Did you change something while I was off taking a leak? I decide For what shame. I say, but For basically, yes. <laughs> Ripple, XRP. The thing is that I've, I've had people in my life that were like, no, XRP is as decentralized. Like I've known people that were like hardcore XRP supporters and were like, it's not, it's, it's not a security. It's, it's, there's no company behind, et cetera, et cetera. I've had the whole, but yeah, I feel sorry for them right now. That's, that's well, I'll leave it. Okay. Well, what do you think, Ken? Told you so. No, no, you see, that's not the, the fuck. Like, dude, I I told everybody, yeah. like, look, I agree with XRP both of those so far, is decentralized, but Ripple is not, and the mm. fact that 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 company can be subpoenaed, sued, seized, possibly taken over, destroyed, dismantled—that's why XRP can fail. Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's a reason why the the number one when you present cryptocurrencies is there's no banks, there's no government, there's no company. Right, those are like almost the three things that sh shouldn't be. Yeah, why do you think Charlie Lee sold all his Litecoin? Because he didn't want to end up in the same position as all these suits at Ripple Lab. Could be, or it could just be he doesn't believe in the future of his project, and he just wanted to make a bunch of money. Which could I always, either way. I always feel bad. Well, I mean, I don't always. I, these days, I feel bad dumping on Litecoin because it it works. It does the same thing as like Bitcoin does, pretty much. And it's like, how can you knock that? 
But, it's just it's yeah. just logos and colors and shit, man. Yeah, it doesn't it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. You know, like people will use Bitcoin, they'll use Lightning Bitcoin, or they'll use Rap Bitcoin. Either way, it's still Bitcoin, but all three of those tribes would argue that they're not using the right Bitcoin or whatever, right? And all coins are just gonna be there for people that like to go to McDonald's instead of Burger King because they like clowns or their favorite color is yellow. It's just that's the deciding factor for the mainstream for mass adoption. It's not the technicals it's not yes. the uh under the hood it's how sexy is the car i don't care how many miles per gallon it gets what does it look like what color is it oh i want that one yeah so it's a mix between i think the marketing oh, yeah Guilty. obviously dog, dog yeah. wins all the way because it's the marketing wow. right but it's also what it's representing it's the values that it's defending it's what is being told about it and that's why when you're buying something or using something for now at least if you're not doing it because of a speculative just mindset it's probably because you identify with the community so i feel like for every yeah. person that's using litecoin or mm. using xrp right now it's because they identify they think i'm an xrp person yes. or you know even even if they yeah. have a diversified portfolio if they hold a lot of a certain thing it's because they like it for emotional reasons like something must have happened xrp must have said something or done something where look at you you see that's why you like dodge so much it's because <laughs> they're all about being cute and they're all about the internet and so Don't anybody that real bitcoin yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. and then i for a long long time for me bitcoin cash was like the one that you had to use was the one that I still use, that I still like share doing my classes, et cetera, because for me, it's just the one that is cheap, fast and reliable. And that's just one of, but I understand that it's only one of so many, right? Yeah. And that yeah. there will be several uh, cryptocurrencies well, in the future, obviously. Who, who's doing the who's echo, doing thing, the echo here? thing here? Every time Every I time talk, I, talk, I, I see her little microphone move. Huh. Is it me? Yeah. I think so. Should I go? Do you have, Wait. Head, do you have headphones? Oh. I do. I mean, you've already. Uh, got, I can't believe you got away without it for so long, but I'm not complaining. Maybe that's why the things were blinking. I'm just kidding. I can't beat up don't on you. Blame everything on me. No, it's funny, but that's a to talk about the obviously the whole tribalism thing is like a hours long conversation. But just on the Ripple thing, my serious take on the whole Ripple thing is. Obviously, I'd never cheer for more government action or regulation because I don't. I think that the government should do as little as possible up to nothing. And right. I would feel yeah. a lot better about what's going on with the SEC if the SEC were simply an accrediting body that just said this is a secure, registered or not, or whatever. And if they just said, Bant, this is an unregistered security, you suck. And then people could decide if they wanted to buy it or not. They'd say, oh, that sounds game. I'm going to get out of it. Or... But like the fact that now people are scared, like is there a couple exchanges already delisted it? Yeah, like, this is this is a negotiation tactic. Yeah, I'm because sure, sure you know that. Yeah, because they could get, you know, they need to be licensed securities exchanges if Ripple is a security. If if right, but that's yes. their out. These exchanges have that out. When this happens, they can delist you. And if everything comes back, which I'll, I'll say this right now, mm -hmm. I hope Ripple wins. I really do. Because if they lose, it's a loss for all of us. Yeah. It, 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 Ripple losing to the SEC is not a fucking win for Bitcoin in any direction. I, I don't probably agree. Yeah. So we need I think Ripple. They're to just win. going, yeah. They're going after the first easy kill, right? Like yeah, if you're going to exactly attack something. 
Yeah, it's the it, first one. It's, and, and they if got they their can topple that. They got EO, how much money did they get out of EOS? What four billion dollar fucking uh, ICO what? for a year? And they had a year long oh, ICO with four billion dollars yeah. raised, and they only got thirty million. I think they've man. learned their mistake in that, right? They, I think that they've learned that there is much more money, right? Extorted. So now this, exactly, this is where the SEC is now extorting Ripple Labs. They're going mm. to do something on the back end where they'll get agreements to some fine. They'll pay it. Ripple will fucking moon again, like always, because I don't think <laughs> Ripple's going anywhere. It's just yeah. this is this moment was bound to happen. But what the exchanges are doing by delisting them is just a way to get another relisting fee. There's no, oh, we could made be. a bit. There's no, you have to pay us to get back on the exchange because all that back end work we did last time, we took that, we dismantled it. We have to rebuild the back end for your coin again. Right, right, dismantled. So this is all extortion from every direction yes. on Ripple. So oh, I'm sure part. a couple exchanges are thinking that way. A couple, most of them are probably just terrified. They're like, "Well, we don't want to get shut down. We don't want to get whatever." So they're backing off. And if if the suit goes their way, they'll relist eventually. But as far as like the relisting fee, I definitely know a few that are um, that are definitely like that. I've been saying buy the lawsuit, sell the verdict, you know, instead of buy the rumor, sell the news. Because this is a buy opportunity for buy XRP. Lawsuit, I have never said that ever. But like <laughs> when you see news like this, any negative press ever, it's yeah, always a store. buy signal. It's a fucking buy signal. The only mm. people that are selling are idiots that are wanting fiat. Short term I mean, idiots. Wait, you long term you this, you're good. Uh, I you... feel like that's so risky to say that now, to it say is. buy ripple. It's like so so risky i wouldn't want anybody to like uh, just just i don't know I'm yeah. a it's risky I'll, I'll i'll go right for green on the crap table well like let that. me no but if it i don't know if it wasn't okay before i think it's still not okay well, too i remember <laughs> when bitconnect was on its way out when it was on its way down crushing so many people's mm. lives i remember there were some pumps because people bought that this is a buy signal and they went in and they got uber wrecked so it's not always a buy signal in ripple's case I think I'm not sure. Again, I'm not a trader person, so I'm not going to say what I think it is. But I do think there is a good chance that Ripple survives it. Whether it survives, it's like top two, top three kind of ranking is a different story. But I, it could be. I think it'll still be around. Now, let me play SEC advocate for a little while, which is worse than devil's advocate. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, nice. it could be. This is you know. Like, you know, the old, the trope, the meme of this is good for Bitcoin of, you know, there was a solar eclipse today. This is good for Bitcoin. <laughs> Everything's good for Bitcoin. Uh, this is how it could be good for crypto is Ripple basically is, you know, it's a company that sold a bunch of shares that aren't actually shares just to raise money to do their stuff. And they did it because they knew the crypto world was heavily unregulated. And so they just made a ton of money not only doing something that's illegal, but doing something that I believe is unethical, which is selling things that don't really do anything just to make money. And you're not even giving equity to the people you're, you're selling it to. And then doing this whole, well, no XRP. It's actually, it's its own currency. And cause I remember when the logo, the ripple labs logo changed to that weird XR and they called it, they it's lies, right? It's deception. It's literally scamming people. They, they scammed a bunch of people at that point. And, and I'm not overusing the word scam. That is, you know, they made people lose money on deception. So they pushed it pretty hard. And eventually, I think if they get away with it, like I, I can't see governments ever just letting those space be. But if they get, if Ripple gets away with it, 
then either they or the next person is going to, you know, Justin Sun maybe, is going to push it even further. And then at some point it could come crashing down and just destroy all of crypto. We're like, guess what? Everyone needs to re- re- register with the SEC. Look under your seat. Oh, it's a registration But request. Justin wouldn't need to do that because yeah. he's not in the U.S. Well, I'm not Ripple saying. To... The SEC is only a problem for a very small piece of dirt on the planet. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It is it is a problem in a lot of different ways where I I forget who I was talking about this with, but there was some uh, exchange, some like crypto securities exchange in Scotland or whatever that was in the early day, like 2012, who they were basically saying, oh, we don't care about the SEC because we're not in the US. Oh, suck it. Like, and then really quickly, they got cracked down on. And like the US financial system, this is one of the reasons we're in crypto, right? The financial hegemony, the U.S. mostly, a little bit, I'm sure, the Euro as well, is just ever-present, ever-reaching. And you can't, That it's not like, when you're talking about countries like bending the knee with Assange, for example, with like extradition and things like that, it's not because they think the U.S. is going to invade them and bomb them physically with stuff, the U.S. government. It's that's like the ultimate threat down the road, you know, but that's only for like the countries no one cares about, supposedly. But, you know, I'm saying I'm, I'm being a little, you know, dramatic about it. But the financial consequences are the things. And so when the U.S., the U.S., you know, the dollar system and uh, the U.S. trade system, the U.S. sanctions and all that, when that has so much influence, they kind of can lean on anyone to just say, hey, we don't like what you're doing. And then anyone who wants to trade, I mean, it's like. There's like an area of like, you know, maybe China, Russia, some of like the old communist country kind of areas that might be able to get their own thing that are kind of partially immune to that influence or trying to get their own counterbalancing influence. But that's kind of the the reality of it. So if like Ripple decided to just, you know, screw you bitches, I'm off to like Taiwan or I'm off to wherever right. else, it they're still kind of screwed. Like they still can't they can't get away with get away from all this, you know? Again, right. like we said before, it's all about marketing, right? Mm-hmm. I think at some point and about messaging, yeah. right? So it's like if people start Googling before investing and before using something and the first thing that comes up is this has not been approved by the SEC or this is under SEC, you know, Lawsuit. what is it? Exactly. That's, Words are that's, hard. That's a, that's a red flag for any investor, right? That's just, they'll be like, or it depends on, again, on the, on the, on the individual, it depends on the user. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's someone that again identifies with Ripple, they'll go, you know, diehards are are, are going to go be- beyond. They don't care about the SEC. They say this is not going to stop me. I still use XRP. I believe in all this, and I support Ripple and I support the team, etc. Yeah. But others, it's just going to be like, or I think in the future, I think it's going to be like this new like hurdle for them. There's going to be a before and after SEC <laughs> event. Like yes. they, it's a uh, it's I a paradigm shift for themselves. Say- is, are you guys ready for XRP to set the standard? Because the SEC could come out and say XRP is the standard. Ripple Ooh. is the standard. Follow their if you want to do this. That is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, in it the meantime, make- I'm going to have to get a little piece of tape and cover this little Ripple Finch Spinner logo here on this <laughs> tentacle because it's like scratched out. It has. It's been cut off, bro. But will it come back like the head of Seabris uh, or whatever its name is, the Hydra? Yeah. Well, that's the ultimate thing is, first off, as, who knows what... The community. Rip- yes. The community can do it. The Hydra actually does come back under the community. If there's enough people that will support this and be vocal about it, 
-hmm. Why not? Like everybody likes a good comeback. And then like I was seeing in there, well, I, I saw their, uh, what was it? Vitalik's tweet about it and mm -hmm. something about they have like, what was it? Something so about that ETH and, and Bitcoin is Chinese controlled, but like oh, XRP yeah. is like the, the flag for, for I think, I guess, American decentralization yeah. or something. Good I'm not sure what the House. angle was about. He went full Trump. He went full I thought, China. I thought, oh, geez. I thought, uh, if that's your marketing angle, but well, that's again, it's said. all it's all about a PR. And this yeah. is in their like suit with what what Ripple alleged they they recommended that the SEC rule them not as a security for public policy reasons. Is it not legal reasons? They say, well, you know, we may or may not be breaking the law, but you should consider us as not breaking the law because you know those other two top coins they're all in bed with china and it's like literally that was their argument and i'm just like that's such a bad card i can't believe that's the threw, best card they had they Who, threw, who's the pr person well they threw why, crypto why under that? the bus that, that's one thing that makes me think that it's going to go either really bad for them or they're going to get the smallest slap on the wrist possible it's going to be one or the other because to be that bold in so full of shit, basically, let's be honest, they either have to be like about to be thrown in jail, like they these have to be desperate, or they're just arrogant because they know they're going to breeze through it. It's one of the two. But anyway. Uh, it, it does feel like a low bar. It feels like either way, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. It feels like, I, I, who's your policy person? Who's the person who drafted these documents? Because that person basically... Is not a. F I, I don't know. I don't. It's hard to justify either <laughs> it's really way. It's funny. hard to justify. You know what's funny about it is in the tweet that Garlinghouse put out, he, he categorized this as an attack on crypto when it's just an attack on his, you know, illegal security thing. At the same time, as he's throwing all crypto under the bus to try to try to get out of it, it's just like. Whatever. Yeah, so it's I, weird. I need a drink. You see, it's not. I'm cracking it's open the bourbon. Consistent. It's it's on a, edibles time. But on a whatever. pure level, it's yeah. It's, it's two minutes away. Good. Wait, it is. Is it four twenty yet? <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> now we got to wait five minutes. We this got is, five minutes. It's yeah. o'clock though. Oh, speaking of which, just oh, when we start cracking out the substances, Naomi Brockwell shows up. How's it going, which Naomi? Which substances are you cracking out? <laughs> well, I got um, bourbon. I just took my first sip moments ago. I, I held out for the longest time trying to keep – is that water? It's either vodka or water. Or is it uh, moonshine? You guys decide. If it's in a mason jar, it's just moonshine. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. Corn liquor. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what's funny is my dad sometimes hooks me up with this thing called bacanora, which is agave moonshine they make in the north of Mexico. It's very rare in that it's just like – and it's not rare in that it's like, ooh, it's super cool rare. It's like it's rough on the throat. Like it's – you know, it tastes like it's like um, like tequila moonshine, basically. And mm. it really works. It's like it really works if you it's a local cure for the common cold. If you start feeling it in your throat, you're supposed to take a chug of this and it burns it away. And you never get the cold. So that's just what alcoholics yeah. tell yeah. their family when they want to drink while they're sick. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. Well, we were just talking about um, Ripple and. Yeah, I like dun, that face. Dun, dun. What's no your, one's um, this coming. What's your uh, take on that, Naomi? I mean, my take is that we have this crypto war brewing and you mm -hmm. see the government going after all the low-hanging fruit. You saw the SEC start doing this with all of the um, you know smaller 
ICOs that took place. Now you see different organizations within the government coming in to join the fun and they're going after the most centralized, most controllable parts of crypto. And if we think about it, Bitcoin is this entity that's unlike anything that we've seen. You know, the idea of something that's truly decentralized is not something that the government knows how to handle, yet they know how to handle fear. So mm -hmm. I think that a lot of this is about, you know, cracking down in the eyes of institutional investors, all these big players who've entered the crypto space in the last year, um, just to say, hey, you know, we're controlling this, like we could shut this down at any time. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're really their main aim is to stop people getting into Bitcoin itself. Um, but obviously they are attacking anything they control. I think the lesson at the end of the day is if it's not completely decentralized, of course, it's going to get shut down. We've had like, you know, so many instances throughout history of centralized projects, centralized alternative currencies that have been shut down by the government. And that's why Bitcoin was created, you know? So now we have, you know, lots of different iterations, varying degrees of decentralization within other crypto projects as well. You see that the government isn't going after any of these. They're going after, you know, the exchanges, the, you know, counterparties, assets that have counterparties. Um, that are within it, like a centralized institution. So, I mean, it's very, I, I think all of this was predictable. This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. And if you've seen the way that um, Ripple has behaved since their inception, you know, the, the, the fact that they slowly like changed the language on their website, suddenly Ripple is not XRP, they're yeah. completely different things. Like all of this was in the works for a while. They were really desperately hoping that no one would come after them. They were hoping to be like another Ethereum where they're like, oh, this is truly decentralized. We'll leave you alone i'm not even convinced that they'll leave ethereum alone Me at the neither. end of the day no. you know i'm not convinced that they'll leave bitcoin alone at the end of the day i think that they are going to keep coming after any centralized uh institution that is in this space that they can control that's just the reality of this we're fighting against powerful adversaries we are fighting against the most powerful nation you know actors in the world and this you know we're not going to win an arms race unless we have something that is truly decentralized that can't be shut down yes. and now the real fun begins right because crypto was created because it couldn't be shut down because no one could control it because you didn't have like a, a centralized elite few who get to dictate monetary policy for the masses it was mm -hmm. created so it couldn't be controlled and you have a government now saying let's control this as much as we possibly can let's push it as far as we possibly can we're going to see if crypto holds out if bitcoin holds out if it stands the test of time or if once government says actually you know what we want to ban this whether people just flee from it or whether it actually you know, remains this very powerful and important tool. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Well, yeah. before I go on too much, I want to point out to Ken that it is 420 now. So, um, what? After that amazing statement, you're like, <laughs> yeah, guys, that was like, well, by the it, way, no, that was like the best, best statement ever. First of all, best take on on the situation. And I'm just, can I just say how much of a fan I am now, me? Yes. And like, you're like always such a good speaker. And like, well, every time I watch your videos, they do scare me a little bit sometimes because they, yeah. Choke on that. Choke on that. Food <laughs> <laughs> think, it's, it's think of the SEC. Think of the SEC. <laughs> is he like laugh, cackling, smoking, coughing? Yes. Or is he actually yes. like having trouble breathing right now? Okay. Oh, it could be the Rona. You don't know these days. Oh, yeah. True that. It is, which, by the way, that's the ultimate expression of this show oh is 
that perfect in-depth analysis kind of stuff that you won't get anywhere else and just totally ruined by you know immaturity and the lack of professionalism so that's something we can always count on, on definitely this group, on this chat brand right now today for all of those things yes <laughs> definitely on brand today hi everyone by the way um it's so lovely to see all yes. of you i just kind of like jumping in for a little bit of christmas fun which by the way <laughs> to talk yeah. about how the government's running everything <laughs> Shilly like, time. I, I feel like this is the longest I've gone without seeing you in person in years. I know. This is sad. It's very sad. It's all like, of these events we've got to hang out at. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you keep all the lanyards? Gosh. Half of them. Half I of wish, them I didn't keep because half of them those. I sneak into and I don't have lanyards. How many of them are NFTs now? <laughs> Uh, I only have two NFT badges from events. I've actually been to non-fungible conferences that didn't NFT their badges. There's only going to be one of them. They hire me as an advisor. They're non-fungible conferences. Yeah, yeah. that is funny. Um, by the way, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Well, I wanted to bring something up because Naomi was making a really good point with how they're like you know going for the low-hanging fruit and the the higher branches. I predict will be demonizing protocols mm. and telling your internet well, service providers. Right, they? right, exactly. So the next step is actually fear. Like what the government's doing is buying the dick and they're buying it with fear instead of fiat, right? Like that's mm. how they're going to get their value out of this ecosystem is by scaring you into paying them, you know, their extortion mm -hmm. fees to leave you alone. Uh, and I think what we're going to see happen is where our internet service providers are going to be afraid to use certain protocols and we're going to have very hard wow. times signing transactions without using uh, obscure means to do so which would create an opportunity where they could stifle bitcoin adoption by making mainstream adoption impossible through normal on-ramp routines where like i mean piracy is still kind of big but who's downloading BitTorrent movies and not just using Disney Plus, right? And, yeah, and then that's why you have all of Naomi's content to learn how to be the best mini cypherpunk today. Like, Absolutely. You just, all on your library, videos, by the way. Also on my library. library. Yeah, let's, yes, let's, which let's I was start popularizing that. I was going to show that. So first off, thank you, Naomi, for the coin tree right here. I don't know if you see. Yeah. We got this little thing where we get the live chat questions and stuff that Country. pop out there. It's the E. Which because it's, e. it's Cointer, e. Ter e. so we have this day we call it. I, I call it the E. As you an call it. And I shake my head every time. Yes, yeah, like hit me up on the E. Oh. Um, no, but it's it's so easy. Don't don't mess oh, up the marketing. Coin tree. It's very That's easy. It. Speaking of That's which, it. should we take a risk? We just got a new one. Should we take a risk or yeah, should just I play it live? It? Just I, play it live. Do it yes. live. Joel. Oh wow, well, the amazing four. Whoa. That's a load off my, I thought it was going to be something vulgar. I'm glad it's just that. So thank you for Anonymous for the dash. Oh, wow. The amazing hey, four. Yes. Somebody sent me a hundred dollars in Bitcoin I on Cointree the other I day. I saw that. That's so And it was cool. just I like an anonymous, here, Ken, thanks for being you, hundred bucks. Oh. And I was just like, who the hell sent me a hundred bucks? Thank you. you know, and, yeah. I think they wanted. I want to add. I think because no, it was ahead, Bitcoin, I think they just wanted to make sure they didn't pay more than 5% in fees. So they just had to up the total amount for the donation. Yeah. I got my biggest one on Cointree. I got 250 on Cointree for my Lebanese class. That's my that biggest tip. 
Oh, that's yeah, incredible. It's, it's my biggest donation. And it's actually, and I told people out there, my CoinTree link is to like support all the classes that I do to airdrop it to students. And I was telling them that I was airdropping BCH and they were like, wait, only that amount? And I was like, yeah, but it's like, you know, it's like to show them that it's easy to small tra small transaction with low fees. And then they sent me 250 to like, you go and you give more and you have, and I was so touched. So I just want to say how CoinTree is a great product. You can accept different cryptocurrencies and it's like an easy link for you to like have to, to accept different cryptocurrencies and to, to use out there and it's really easy to yeah. set up so just yeah shout yeah, out to go uh, use bitcoiner because bitcoiner helped me put an obs overlay on my uh live stream so nice. when people send a coin tree uh donation while i'm live it actually pops up on the youtube like a normal super chat would so uh bitcoin jake nice. and bitcoiner 09 or bitcoiner yeah, bitcoin I think jake is I read his little That's thing, which awesome. is how I set this thing up as well. Yeah, so and I will say, like, it makes me so happy. That's the whole point of the website. Like, there's so many awesome content creators out there. And there are people who are, you know, you know, some people who are shilling all kinds of stuff and they're trying to pump their bags. You know, there's a lot of trash in the space. But then there are all these awesome people who are really just trying to educate and really just trying to show people that there is a way to have financial autonomy, financial freedom. And they're doing this usually like as a part-time gig, like as a side job, as a hobby, as a passion project. So the fact that, you know, we can facilitate uh, support for these amazing people, I think is awesome. I love the fact that it enables people who send donations to get recognition. That was my mm -hmm. biggest thing is that I would get tips arrive in my wallet and I'd be like, cool, thank you. One AJ556BFTL. Dox them like you know? that for shame. And it's like, and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, it's not, it's not nice when you give someone a donation and you really want, you know, you want to help, but then they're like, they don't even recognize it because they don't know who it's from. So I thought that, you know, I, this, this, could be helpful. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you guys use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually and recommend it to smaller content creators. Uh, a lot of people that start a, a YouTube channel or, you know, Facebook or Periscope, whatever they're using, DLive, et cetera. Uh, if they're using one of these centralized ones that don't really use crypto, they have to get to a certain uh, yeah. following point to get monetization. So like mm -hmm. if you don't have like a thousand or 10,000 subscribers, you can't even get a dollar super chat donation from an audience member. So yeah. using Cointree is a way for very small content creators to have their small audience still contribute before they have to get to such like a, you know, a high bar is set on, on those platforms to be monetized. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I hate that YouTube put in that barrier. Um, and I hate the so many things that YouTube's doing. So I just I want to take a couple of seconds <laughs> yeah, to give a couple is, of gripes about YouTube. The so, library is this library shill hour, right? I now? love it's a little bit of a library yeah. shill, but it's also yes. number one, you've got that threshold, as you said. It really pushes out the smaller content creators. So that's really disappointing to see when that happened. Mm -hmm. Um but another thing, I mean, you wait, that, that was a completely different thing, but I'll, I'll just mention that one of my um, my favorite people out there who's a biohacker, who is someone who is like against the FDA putting all of these regulations on things, which is basically killing people because people have to jump through all kinds of hoops and have trillions of dollars in order to put, you know, cures and things to market. Um, you know, he's kind of fighting against that and saying, you know, science shouldn't be institutionalized. We should be doing this in our garage. We should break down the barriers. Like it shouldn't just be people, you know, who have these fancy degrees and all of this. It should be like so many people in the world today are like autodidacts. They're learning all this stuff. They're 
sometimes better informed than the people who have the letters after their names. Why are we prioritizing all this institutionalized nonsense? He's a former NASA scientist. And he said when he was at NASA, he was bored out of his mind because he literally wasn't allowed to work as hard as he wanted to because it just wasn't encouraged. It's like this cushy job where he was encouraged to like stay home as much as he wanted because they're going to get funding anyway. So we kind of broke away from that. He created this channel where he's like, hey, do science at home. I've done two of his, his kits on my channel. I did a CRISPR kit where I created um, a genetically modified yeast. And then I did a glow in the dark yeast. No, genetically modified bacteria. Then I did a glow in the dark yeast kit. And super, super fun. Anyway, his channel- Did your brain glow in the dark? Yeah, it can be. And and a brewer's yeast, you can make glow in the dark beer. It's amazing. Anyway, this stuff's amazing. He's trying to facilitate so this something so he can his channel next glow in the dark NFT tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Got it. To the topic. But, but anyway, to his his yeah, his channel was deleted yesterday by oh, YouTube no. um, because he created his own coronavirus vaccine and he injected himself and said Actually, it works. I now have the antibodies. Um, they deleted his entire channel because you cannot oh be doing science at home. That is only for the powerful people. And if you, you know, fight, he's never had any hate content. He's never said anything abusive. He is this guy who's literally just fighting for the ability for everyone to so do this science. This is a new era book burning, right? This is yeah. like yeah, a whole new insane. book burning event where they're just going to completely destroy education out of existence. Yeah, yeah, and I actually, so I have to admit, um, I kind of like the way YouTube's going now in a weird, twisted way, because right now, like, let me, let's be honest, censorship online, it's gotten worse over the last few months, but Ooh, before yeah. then, it really wasn't that bad at all, and now, even now, in like Twitter and stuff like that, for most people, it's not really that bad. And so it's hard to make that case of like, you got to get on decentralized platforms, dudes. And right. YouTube is just, I like that they're ahead of the pack as far as the Orwellian nonsense, because first off, library, Odyssey, all the, you know, all the different filters for the library network are the most developed alternative platforms out there as far as oh, like yeah. actually decentralized ones. And there is no decentralized Twitter. I'm actually kind of working on one of those but that's that's a that's different thing cool. but well i want to as an addendum to the the story so josiah when yesterday he there was a warning sign yesterday one of his videos the corona vaccine video was deleted and i reached out to him immediately and i said get your stuff um synced to library because you're going to lose your whole channel um i connected him with the ceo of library and one of the tech guys they synced his channel just in time for the whole thing to get deleted and he can't even yes. log into his account anymore. So if you guys want to check out this guy, his name is Josea Zayna. And- uh, How's that he, spelled? J-O-S-I-A-H-Z-A-Y-N-O-R. Uh, he has, I don't know what his channel is called. Z-A-Y, what was that after that? I'm putting it in the live chat here. It's J-O-S-A-I-A-H. Whatever. We're like well, making me doing real hard things, Joel. I'm gonna right. look at <laughs> the last <laughs> last name. Channel. Don't worry, uh, I've already Nina, said this twice today. Words are hard. Okay. Um, I put it in the live chat. Love, uh, Josiah. But, um, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find I'm trying to find his actual Odyssey account. Anyway, I will I will add, send that to you so you can add it to the description. So that makes me so happy that um that he still has that because once you get booted from YouTube 
you literally can't log into it, to it right. anymore. You can't, you can't get your back videos, You can't get anything. So just make sure you're protecting yourself. The people. emotional relief you must have provided, I mean, or you did provide oh. him, must be like invaluable. You know, like imagine what it would be like to lose all your content and then know that it's backed up on library like that. Mm -hmm. Such a relief. I've had it I'm happen. I'm on picture. I'm on library. If there are others I could sync to, I've now synced to mines. They now uh, take everything from my library as well, uh, from my uh, YouTube as well. So I'm on, I'm backed up on three platforms and I love them all. Right. Right on. Yeah. It's a. Uh... You oh, kinda... I wanted to show you this. I just didn't want to interrupt while you were talking, okay. but library is freaking awesome. Oh, and nice. they sent me this in case of censorship. In case of censorship. Do you <laughs> see? And it's amazing. It's a hardware that. wallet, and I love it. Yeah. I love that. It's still time-locked, right? I think so. I mean, dude, I'm never, I'm, uh, when I, I'm on library, so I don't know when censorship will hit me and I'll have to. <laughs> yeah, that's the next thing. Um, the next tattoo, we've got to be a neck tattoo of just a whale. Cause oh, my Ken's neck is reserved. I, I, I reserved this for, uh, for Justin's son uh, years ago. I sent him a DM. I said, Justin, I'll get a throat <laughs> TRX tattoo. Uh, just uh, do an interview with me. Did he? No. Well, but he did follow off the hook. But, but he did follow me back on Twitter, and that was, I think, because when I asked him to do the interview, it was like six months before they publicly announced the BitTorrent acquisition, and I mentioned that I knew that he was in negotiations with BitTorrent. Mm. So he did do the interview with me, but he did follow me back. If I can set you up with an interview with Justin, can I have a tattoo of me on your neck as well? Can you add me to the mix? People wouldn't know if it was you or the Wendy's girl. And I'm for the rest of my life. <laughs> Does it matter? I, let's let me put this way. I think that a lot of people know stoners will think it's the Wendy's girl. I'm fine with that, you know? Great milkshakes. 100% though. I, yeah. I'm down. I love tattoos, Naomi. Yes. Then you have to get All a right, Baconator I'll, I'll next to, to work. it. I'll get get to work. Thank you. Yeah, tell him to check his DMs. I seen him in uh, Hong Kong at Token Twenty Forty Nine, and we got to hang out. Mm -hmm. um, he's a cool dude, bro. When I saw that buy my shitcoin video, I was like, "That's the Justin I met IRL." He's such a funny dude. You know what? I, I want to say something that's a bit of a gripe against the crypto community. I Good think there's so much name dragging and smearing in this space. It's so easy to jump on the bandwagon and hate whoever the popular person is to hate of the moment. We've seen it so much being like non, um, non-traditional uh, crypto people in this room. Um, we tend to be more open-minded, not just parrot the accepted narrative of the crypto space. And I think that Justin honestly was given a real bad time um mm. he like he kind of d dug into it with the whole you know steam thing but even then the narrative that's told about that it like it's not quite fair the way people portray it i think justin's a nice guy um before the steam thing i <laughs> i honestly didn't understand why everyone was out there being such an asshole about him he's actually incredibly successful industrious hardworking person who's really trying to create you know decentralized tools and obviously he wants to make a profit at the same time but i didn't i didn't i never jumped on that whole i hate well, this guy I've, he's a scam I've just paid attention to how altruistic he is he's always been there for projects when there was like the layoffening when Ethereum, Steam, it, I mean, every blockchain was laying people off their projects. Justin was there to help them. And people were a little mad that he financially helped them build on Tron. But 
the project still got to work and the team still got to get paid and pay their rent. And it was yeah. very altruistic in my opinion, even though he said, Hey, segue what you were doing on Tron. At least the people didn't have to go home empty handed and have nothing to do for months because they got laid off. Yeah. yeah so. And I would say that even the hive steam thing, um, that was a very preemptive move on the behalf of the, the hive people because the community, they, yeah, yeah. they locked him out before he'd even used, his coins to do anything and that's what triggered this kind of you know battle of wits and um and and justin ultimately lost out on that and uh, the real and was... uh, takeaway here though is be like dan that dude i don't know how he didn't get hit by the bus with justin but he just was like yeah i sold it justin's over there don't nobody gives him any shit for it at all that yeah. I mean, I don't, be like that guy well that, one thing's for sure when we i don't know enough about Justin's son to be able to talk actual smack about him. I've read some sketchy things. I don't like some sketchy but things. But I'll sure as hell try. But you could read a lot of sketchy I do, things about me, yet I'm on your podcast. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I do I do agree with the, the sentiment of the crypto universe picks villains and as a way of scapegoating and avoiding the, uh, the people who have done the same or worse. Like, for example... Uh, yeah. CZ with Binance and all that, which, oh, shout out to Binance, by the way. It's on Ken's shirt. Um, there, there's some weird cartelly kind of stuff going on there. And I can't, like, everyone roasts Roger Ver for, like, whatever. And I, I personally think he deserves a little bit of criticism in some areas, even though I'm still a huge fan of him and I love the dude. Uh, but there's just so everyone many people. Everyone deserves criticism. I yeah, mean, when they, like, when he's stop. Yeah, I mean, like, let's I'm... be honest, not like, <laughs> not completely lambast someone and yes. say that this pariah. And I, yeah, it's, um, that just guy's I've received... a scammer shill. I've, like, I'm not as big as you guys in terms of like, mm -hmm. as an influencer or a content creator. Now you are. So Congratulations. This no, is but... your golden ticket today. <laughs> no, but <laughs> what I mean is that I, got, I received so much hate for supporting bch right for being like a big blocker and people walking straight up to me at meetup and saying is just, roger just paying you you're such a shill and I stuff like that Naomi and i was like, like nodding, no she's just like been there done that it doesn't matter if you have one follower or fifty thousand followers or a million followers they will find you if you say something they disagree with and they will just dig into you like i remember the first time like it was, was maybe like four years ago or something. And I tweeted out, I, it was the first time I'd met Roger in person. Like we'd met virtually um, at conferences where I'd emceed and introduced and chatted beforehand or whatever. But it was the first time I met him in person. I was so excited because this is someone who'd given millions of dollars to causes that I personally believed in really strongly, mm -hmm. like fee and, you know, things that are about your know, individual rights and freedom and, and all of this. And, um, and so I was very excited to meet this person also who was such a huge um, huge reason for the momentum behind Bitcoin. A lot of people like to kind of downplay his role, but he was literally going person to person and giving people money and saying, try this out. Like he, a lot of the outreach is, is thanks to him. And I don't think that people should rewrite history and ignore that. It's, uh, it's dishonest. Um, but I met him in person and I posted this tweet and, uh, and it was a picture of us. And I said, you know, interview coming soon. And uh, within like seconds, I had like hundreds of comments that were telling me how much of a disgusting person I was. And it was like, my, I was just like, what? <laughs> like, why? You know, like, as I, I wasn't naive. I wasn't completely 
unaware of this pushback against Roger. Um, but they didn't even see the interview yet, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and there was pushback in the interview, and uh, and I actually did two interviews. And he was like, everyone was like, don't be a BCH shill, like whatever. I don't even think that I was a fan of BCH at the time. You know, it took me a while to research it and be like, oh, actually, this is cool. I can person. use it for a lot of things. <laughs> um, so the interview was actually about like, why is the idea of decentralized money important? And I um, I actually had a separate interview that was just about Bitcoin Cash itself. But the interview that I put out was just about this ethos of free money um, and still hatred. You know, it's people who are blinded by an individual's uh, personality or the individual themselves, and they immediately reject the message of that person, even though they disagree with it. Like, I, it, it's funny, I just I've been um, checking out John Stossel's um, uh, comments recently because we just put out this Snowden interview, which was super exciting. But it's nice to see people being like, oh my gosh, I agree with Stossel on something for once. You know, these are people who may not agree with him on other things, who may not be free-minded. I know, right? They must be dumb. Like, um, but, he is the uh, best, he's the best like messenger for a lot of these kinds of ideas and is I love his absolutely. devil's advocate. Well, aren't drugs it. bad? Well, shouldn't they be regulated users? by the government? Give me a break. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's my impression, John. Please don't fire me. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, like, it was nice to see people like that. I was like, great. They came to his channel. They, you know, saw past him as a person. They were like, actually, I'll be open-minded and see if I agree with the content, see if this is something I can get behind. And they did. And I wish that some people in the crypto space were... Um, Whereas open-minded, a lot of them do very little research into what actually happened, you know, what facts are, and they just kind of parrot a lot of things going that's popular to parrot. But so it's to, yeah. To be fair, this is like for us at least, it's like our passion, our full-time job. We do this every day, all time. But for people that are just like casually scrolling something or yeah. researching a project, then I understand that they sort of. They don't. They don't have the time to go into the whole FA analysis and yet, why that yet. coin is not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yet they have the yeah. time to formulate such strongly held opinions about these things yeah. they never researched. That's what gets yeah. me. It's just like Twitter. These people <laughs> Twitter gives you that power. Opinions. Yeah, about things they've never. It's all the kids anything. that grew up and didn't show their work in school. <laughs> <laughs> never showed my work. But, That's it. Uh, that does remind me. Uh, so also in the live chat here. Um, Black people in cryptocurrency, who was asking about how to set up the coin tree thing earlier, uh, said, oh, Roger yeah. Ver sent me a LinkedIn connection request on Halloween 2019. Halloween. I didn't connect. Didn't feel right. I thought it was humorous, though. Who knows if that's a the LinkedIn actual request? Yeah, I, Guys, I do not have a LinkedIn Veer, account. So Roger Ver DM'd me, me the other day, actually. What did he say? Twitter. Did he send you some BCH? Yeah. yeah, he was doing that to everyone. He made a video about yeah. it, which... Shout out to but, Roger and his uh, YouTube channel. If I'm in his fucking video, that's hilarious. I don't, well, because I did say some shit, but it was just like me being like honest with him. Like just, you know, I'm just being a troll to be funny. But yo, the way he sent me that BCH, bro, it was so easy. It was almost like annoying exactly. that Bitcoin yeah. isn't there yet. I was like, wait, oh, how did this no. dude just send me a link with BCH? How do I do this with BTC? And I spent a good two hours trying to see if I could and... Yeah, no. you know it's funny. What you, I you, recommend you had to you like fund your channel. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, it was so easy though. So I did tell him that when he said, "I was like, you know, good." That, that was that was really convenient, like yeah. insane. He did like a seven great or eight, new feature. He did like a seven or eight minute video 
doing that on his on his channel and it, it, it's just so funny to hear him narrate it because he's like well i'm sending this person some bitcoin cash and they're going to redeem it they're going to see how fast it is and then That's this person a pretty good accent. and this person has <laughs> they got a bad attitude on twitter so i sent them less than i sent to this other person but i still <laughs> sent them some bitcoin cash and it's like and this other person also had a bad attitude but i sent them some anyway and it was just on and on it's it's a pretty hilarious video if you think about it but yeah, you know it, i love like the hustle. He's just always on it. He's always just like, you know. Roger should give me one BTC worth of BCH and I'll just get a giant Bitcoin cash tattoo. Because I, I got Is that an offer? Oh, yeah. I'm sure my whole body is an offer. Like, seriously. <laughs> if anybody wants to get a tattoo, just DM me. We can negotiate a price and I'll go get the ink. Yeah. Maybe this is a flip starter or a causes.cash moment. Like, well, to get yeah. you know, here's the thing, right? <laughs> I interviewed yeah. a guy named Bishop. Bishop is a genius. Bishop took pictures of his body and tokenized them into NFTs and sold pieces of his body in no. NFTs and then got tattoos based on the people that bought those NFTs. I, and I heard I, about that. Yeah. I want to steal his idea so bad. So I'm just letting it out there. I'm letting me make sure people know that it's his thing. He's doing it. And whenever I get to it, eventually, I'll probably have to get him tattooed on me first because he is the genius. But he has actually done a lot for charity. Honestly, a lot of what he's raised to get tattoos went to charity. And he's used blockchain to verify all this with the ins and the outs. And it's just mm -hmm. really cool to see somebody like, you know, kind of like me. Like, I'm like, dude, I love tattoos. Give me money. I'll get a tattoo. Let's have fun. I'm a canvas. And he's yeah. like, let's do this on a whole other level with like, you know, philanthropy in mind. And let's donate the money to charity and use NFTs. I'm so disappointed that I did not think to make an NFT of my boob and then sell it and then get a tattoo on my boob that I sold as an NFT. Yeah, it's not an NFT. It's an NFTT. You get it. Okay. No. All right, no. Joelle. No. Down, no. Calm down with those puns. All right. Sorry. Not Too many puns them. in the house. But that is a good example of like, like I see that big Bitcoin banner in the back of like Ken's background. If you have That's like KenBozak.com, by the way. So I have a couple artworks. This is like starting with the Genesis block of Dash all the way down. This is the Bitcoin having. There's a little bit of Bitcoin in here. There's empty space here. Maybe I should sell rest of my office wall NFTs and then let now people you're decide on my level, what to put bro. on there. Yes. You put up a green screen. You put up a green screen and then you lease out the green screen, bro. And you can have it rotating digitally where somebody could rent five minutes and just have a five minute ad on the green screen. Bro, we, I, this is where I live in this mentality of utility. All right, Ken, and, and, you're and hired. <laughs> He's I'll give high you a cut as of well. whatever you bring in. Yeah, you're high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, like, I, to, to bring it to a more like serious level of, you know how amazing this stuff is this is to where money is a technology to transmit the value we already have in our own heads for goods and services money didn't exist out of nothing it had to be an in invented and the old school money is a old technology that leaves a lot of value on the table and with crypto we're starting to see the way valuations happen like for example these micro tips this live super chat that people just throw money into like that that is it didn't exist like 20 years ago and that exactly thing like the tattoo thing being able to pay for that or the the green screen and there's a lot of value left on the table that basically there's a lot of people aren't going to get a nine to five i got to work this i got to do that 
there's just so much human potential and flourishing that can happen once the money is right. Once the money cap catches up to our imaginations, which it finally is, the technology's getting close to the value that we actually perceive in our own brains. And when those things meet, I think it's going to be the golden age of humanity when we hit the point of the value, the technology behind expressing the value meets the actual limits of our own imagination of our own value. Yep. It's profound. Yeah, thank you profound. for that. Serious I, I thank note. Bourbon for I that. I mentioned something about marijuana now, or is that how this works? You know, do, have you ever done DMT? Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's that time to to drop in the thing. I've actually been waiting for a shaman. Uh, I've spoken to a few people that are, uh, you know, very educated in that sense, and I, I don't want to disrespect something. So, like, I. I look at this as medicine uh so i, I wouldn't want to disrespect and just try to use it as like a party thing but uh, i do want to do dmt with a, a shaman and and kind of be guided through some some stuff yeah i mean i'm sure that's that's something that a lot of people kind of look for with all this which is jitsi malfunctioning again oh there's naomi again eleanor is still hiding Hello. Behind her did i disappear jitsi has been doing this where it's just like psh, it's like disappearing people once in a while. Um, uh, it's good that I guess it's good that Eleanor is hiding for now because there was someone in the live chat saying, I see saying things about her, what? but whatever um, <laughs> is the way it is, you know, internet's full of that, that kind of stuff. But as far as, so I had this like great idea of like reading a bunch of headlines off and doing boring shit. And we kind of got way away from that. Which is for oh, the have best. Have you guys not been talking about news? We talked a little. Oh, no, bit. We were waiting for you. I think we were on the first we headline waiting. when you joined. But the other thing. <gasps> Are you serious? Oh my gosh! So, All right, well let's dive into it. Come on. We covered. Do it. To discuss. I mean, guys, the government is like completely screwing us over right now. First, this is important. Let's talk stuff. about how ledger is screwing us over. This is a mission to defeat Naomi, and you know it, right? Yeah. As soon as they started acknowledging us and saying, oh, it's nothing, and then they started acknowledging us and then fighting back, they've already lost. Mm. This is an acknowledgement of defeat. They have to show, They have to save face. They can't just go out and say, oh, we didn't even try. It was an uphill battle. Why even fight? They have to spend every penny they have. They have to throw everything at this. So when at the end of the day, the government falls to the crypto adoption train, they could always go back and say, look at all the stuff we did. We tried. We did try. I don't and think it's a liability issue at all. I think it's a control issue. And I think it's people who are trying to usurp as much control as they possibly can. And people who are none the wiser, who don't understand there are a lot of decentralized alternatives that they don't need to rely on the centralized organizations. I think they could do a hell of a lot of damage to the space, even if we win, even if it still exists after they're done, they can mm. still slow it down considerably. Like I still think this is a battle worth fighting. Yeah. Um, and the problem is, is that so much of this stuff is being rushed through. Like, for example, you've got this new wallet rule with the KYC requirements oh, yeah. and they're rushing it through and they voided public comments and their rationale is something to do with, well, this is foreign affairs and therefore public. They don't have a 
point of view that's important, we avoid it. Also, let's rush it through and only give them 15 days to give their comments. <laughs> Over the Christmas period, when no one is at their computer writing comments to the government, you know? So like, there is all these like malicious, nefarious things that they're doing to kind of push this through. But honestly, what it's going to do is it's going to hurt the mainstream adoption. It's going to hurt the unbanked who are trying to get involved in all of this. Um, it's gonna wall off these centralized institutions and make them completely inaccessible to the rest of the economy. And that's not good news for us. We want these players to be part of the economy because they make it easier. They provide the bridges, you know? Like if you didn't have the Coinbase's and the Binance's and the, all of these exchanges in the early days, so many people wouldn't have gotten involved with crypto because they it takes a while to understand the tech to actually get involved. These stepping stones are important. Now, if you're using a stepping stone and there's like a giant concrete wall, once you take that first step, you're like, oh, this is as far as I can go. I think that's going to stop a huge amount of people actually discovering the potential of cryptocurrency. And I think that's so sad. And um, and I, it's it's not uh, it's not necessary either. You know, this can be stopped. Mnuchin, his days are numbered, literally. And this, I mean, if people can fight back against this bill, I hope that they do. Like, oh, I, it's just oh, so many bills, like the Stablecoin Act that, that makes it illegal for anyone who's not a bank to issue a stablecoin. Like, the fact that they can get away with this stuff, they, like, it's so clear. But what we, need doing, to, right? we need to start ignoring it. And we all need to take part of self-incriminalization. Uh, self I don't know if that's even a word, but mm -hmm. we should just issue your own stable coins. Do that. We teach a teach the kids how to make their own stable coins. Get it to that point. Maybe it's first stable coin. Like, dude, that's what I'm saying though. Once it gets to the point to where like, you know, uh, yeah, 1990 or whatever, uh, Napster had, you know, Metallica suing kids' moms. Now I could download whatever the hell I want from BitTorrent and Justin ain't going to jail and no one's sending me a subpoena. Once it gets to a point well, to where- Well, actually, people... in this new oh, stimulus bill that was just passed, it's oh. a felony to stream uh, content illegally. So um, there are lots of things that could, like it's, it, it's not the law and how impossible it is that mass it's the threat that hangs over people's heads that stops people participating in the ecosystem. A lot of the time, the government seems a lot more threatening than it actually is in reality, but that's just as damaging because you get a lot of people who are like, oh, they probably won't get me, but it's not worth the risk. And that stops, precludes a lot of people from participating. We don't want that as a community. No. We want open and arms I and to bring people in. And I think we forget that as, again, as insiders, as people who are used to talk about this all day, all day, we, we forget what it's like to not be a person who holds cryptocurrency. We forget what it's like the first day. What was like your first day in crypto and how did you feel about it? What, you know, depending on your, your background, your education, the people surrounding you, people now, um, my next class is on, is on Hong Kong, people over there actually need this, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so so difficult if the first thing that they google is that uh it's super bad and it's we're back to it's criminal and it's back to this is not possible and this is not you know you can't do this anymore and what if like wallets that i love and recommend like bitcoin.com or edge like what happens if they get shut down somehow That's what true. happens like i need those tools That's what I was talking about to exist being demonized right there yeah, yeah edge wallet you know being taken off the app store yeah you could download a third party 
but then you know no but again i'm talking to beginners 101 people Mm -hmm. that don't have they don't know like for them it's like first of all when you talk about cryptocurrency you have to explain you know how fiat is bad and then you know control your private keys and then if you start telling them the internet is after you or your app store is not reliable it gets it gets a bit too much so i have to be able to to recommend something that's on their app store but we're also dealing with a time where like uh, Fortnite is taking themselves off of app stores and expressing these situations outside it's of crypto. Niche. Like, right, it is niche, niche, but you have to think of how many people play Fortnite and are now realizing when they open up their iPhone to play, it's just not there. And mm. regular applications and companies are realizing it's more beneficial to be a dApp than an app. Because you're building an entire company on a soapbox that can be rug pulled by somebody that's shaking you down for 30% on every dollar that you spend through the app store. Yeah. But until you get the people who are building the sites that index these dApps, then it's how do people find them? And, you you know, yeah. it, it, like at the moment, it, places like Edge, they actually can't build an index for dApps within yeah. their wallet. They would want to, but Mac, it's a, it, you're, they forbid it. You're not allowed to do that if you have a, a Mac app. So... I think that it's very difficult to say, like, hypothetically speaking, yes, we can use these alternatives, but it was sort of like, hypothetically speaking, you could use other video platforms. Put put it on, you know, Joe Blow's YouTube alternative schmernative. And, and it's like, great, and no one's going to watch my video, you know? Yeah. It right. takes a long time for that momentum to build. We're lucky now that we do have viable alternatives. Library is getting there, you know? I almost have more followers on Library than I do on YouTube now, which is huge. Most people yeah not that way i've just been on there for longer <laughs> you know i just <laughs> discovered it really early uh, and that was thanks to stossel again because we covered it on the show in the early days but a lot of people are not there so it's not feasible to tell them oh. we'll just cut this off take a stand and the other thing is is that if we don't fight for this now, they're going to take a mile. You know, mm-hmm. you can't let government in a t- even a tiny bit because once they're in, they just keep pulling. And if we're not fighting for these initial rules, you're right. You're yeah. absolutely and- right. They're going to go after Edge Wallet. They're going to go after Bitcoin.com. And it's, it's going to be so difficult. So we should organize a million Satoshi march. Uh, <laughs> uh, I gotta run. Much. I have I have a hard out at five because I have to go live with somebody. Did you and... just say you have a hard on at five? Like Ken, keep that. <laughs> you to schedule those things. God damn. So that's what happened to spontaneity. Anyway, sorry. Are you are you too high for that to even work right now? Like, I'm too high to have a reply to that. <laughs> you rhymed that though, so you're not too Naomi, high for that. Naomi, I did not expect that. No, <laughs> I'm I have... sorry. Is this a PG show? No, no. I just. I... <laughs> just caught me off guard, guys. Right, yeah. No, I have a hard out at five because I have. I told somebody I'd do a podcast with them or a recording with them. So I didn't know how long this was going to go, but I uh, I thought you know we scheduled it from like three to five. Now. It's been almost two hours, so you you've stayed the course for a very long time. Well, it says two and a half on my end, but uh, oh. I wish I could do two and a half more. It's uh, great. Have, there have will fun, be more holidays days and oh, and I saw on the conversation uh thing i wanted to mention christmas gifts gift nfts you can't get go covid from a crypto kitty all right so you just send an nft to one of your friends you can go on wax and you could buy an nft and just send it to them oh there's so many puns sorry (laughs) a brand of weed somebody just made me is there a strain of weed out there called pun 
Well, probably, the, the but have fun comment. on your on your Christmas live stream. I just want to say that it was great having you. Great meeting you here, and enjoy your twenty four hour live stream for Christmas. That sounds really yes, fun. Yes, I'll be, I'll jump on that. The final comment in the live. Are you chat. doing a twenty four hour live stream? Yeah, on Christmas. Yeah, all day. <laughs> I'll join. Maybe I'll I'll drop in and say. Yeah, it's going to be public, so link. anybody can jump in. I'll post it on Twitter. It'll be pinned. Oh, okay. So the, have a day. Bye bye. Have a day. Bye. There was Aww. a comment in the live chat that says Ken is on Viagra all the time. <laughs> I don't think that person Which, actually knows, but wait, where is your channel? I'm trying to find where I can see the live chat. It's just YouTube digital cash network. It's a live YouTube. And you look at the live chat. Now that's not the live crypto super chat, which is cointr.ee slash the desert links. You can leave a donation with a message and it'll show up live here and we will broadcast it. Okay. I'm on there now. I can see the things. Oh, I can see the coin tree link. Yes. And you can see all the people talking about all the people talking about Eleanor and stuff, which is a little strange, but it is what it is. It's not strange. Wait, I didn't, I didn't follow. No. Well, I shouldn't follow. Well, it's fine. It, it, it is the the um, the unfortunate side effect of being a female on the internet, if you know what I mean. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it it's happens. Fine. But it's uh, fine. yeah, how about that? But you guy? get you you learn about that when you're uh, at meetups. It mm -hmm. just you're the only female there. There's a lot of men. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You just like that's why I always keep it to the fundamentals and to the why we're here. And I always remind myself that you know not to take for granted this industry or anything that we're talking about, like every, I know that it's maybe a, it's I just, I can't right help now. myself. I can't myself to like, not just joke around. Cause I think Naomi's tone is like, you're so right to like, it is serious. We have to, you know, take measures. We shouldn't like let the government go one step further. Should we now all stand up for XRP to make sure that they don't come after the next low hanging fruit? I don't know. Like, how can we, well, I How definitely we do think this? we shouldn't be applauding it because I've seen a lot of people responding just like, sure, it's right, ha, ha. Like, and it's like, guys, what are, what are you even talking about? Like if you're someone, and a lot of people who are like, you know, Bitcoin maxis or whatever, and they're like, that's because Bitcoin's the only thing and you shouldn't be using these shit coins. And it's like, this is not the attitude. The attitude is not, I'm happy for the government to come in and regulate my competitors. The attitude yeah. is create a better product and stop, you know, trying to use government force and, and trying to justify government force in this. Like there's no, I mean, I, I think it's it's crazy that uh, the SEC is even a thing. <laughs> I just, yeah, and so, so as I might have the... mentioned elsewhere, the concept of the SEC isn't a bad thing. The thing that it's, it's, a government thing that can send goons in and steal your money and kick your butt. That's what I don't like. Like it, well, a I don't private... like the fact that it's an, this mandatory thing that you yeah. need to get permission to and jump through these hoops to launch products that you want. The way it should actually work is if people want this tick of approval, if people want to be protected from their financial decisions, maybe they can just be like a rating service that says, yeah. well, this has not been verified by the SEC. So, you know, that's take exactly right. That's the actual, that's how the FDA should work as well. You know, it should be like, do you have FDA approval? No. Well, try cautiously here which reminds me you're not allowed to put these things to market you know because people shouldn't have the right to try things like i just think that's yeah. such a crazy mentality we, that we have that for uh, cyber capital which is a cryptocurrency investment fund we actually have the banner on our website that says you know this you know what is it mm -hmm. whatever it's, a, it's like an afm banner which is the dutch 
financial authorities, basically, uh, Dutch mm -hmm. central blah, blah, financial yeah. authorities. And basically, that's what we have to go with. You know, we have to live under certain marketing rules. We have to put that attention banner. But then it's up to each investor to make that decision. Right. It's 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 not up to like the government to decide what people should do with their money. I think that's what we have to go back to. And that's why in the beginning of this conversation, when we're talking about XRP, again, my heart goes to the XRP community because there are people out there that do believe in this coin, that do believe in, in what the, they are doing. So yes, we as individual people, we can decide what we do, what we invest in, of course. but then look at Which, the bigger that picture. That reminds me, now, now, he, now he's gone, um, Ken, his story of getting into crypto. That's what I love about Ken is he, there's a bunch of things to love, of course, but the big thing is he is a pure person. He is no nonsense, no sugar coating. It's just all there. And his story of getting, of course, he can tell way better than I can, but his story of getting into crypto was, you know, he started to get you some- at least put on a stoner voice? Dude, I just like, <laughs> man, I got some great, anyway getting old really fast. Um, he got some gray started getting a couple grays in his beard he's like man i'm getting old i'm getting almost 30 i i'm getting like an adult like i'm not a kid anymore what do adults do oh they invest i want to invest then i want to like invest in stuff because that's what adults do because i'm getting gray and I, it's like literally that's the thought process and then he hears about the snapchat ipo and he says i want to buy snapchat stock he goes to the bank and says i want to invest in snapchat and then they just laugh at him. They're like, you can't do that. You're not an accredited investor. You know, you can't do And he's just like, that's, that's bullshit. Like, I, he's trying to be an adult here and invest in something. And I couldn't. And then he hears about Bitcoin. He's like, you don't need that. I'm, I'll invest. I can do that. And that's how he got in. It's just, that's such a good story. It's very, very like elementary, very, but elegant in the same way of, yeah. I want to mm -hmm. do a financial thing. I can't, therefore, crypto. It's just I like, mean, so people in the chat were mentioning that, you know, SEC is important because it stops scams. And, and I think we need to get away from this illusion that the SEC is somehow protecting us so that we can rely on these organizations. These organizations are absolutely in bed with the traditional financial players. And these traditional financial players are erecting all kinds of barriers to stop competitors. And as you said, Joelle, that it is rife with this, you know, it is completely... Um, a completely unlevel playing field, right? You have poor people who can't invest in things that might, you know, get them more money. And you have rich people, like all of these opportunities to make a lot of money are only available to the people who already have a lot of money. Yeah, and it's me... a very unequal situation. And I just think that anyone who thinks that the SEC is there like to protect us or like the, traditional finance is fully regulated and is full of scams. Bernie Madoff was involved in a completely regulated field, you know, the housing crisis. It was actually a regulated market. Um, the SEC doesn't protect us and i think that it's um it's sort of this straw man argument to say well that's why we need to have these barriers honestly it's just erecting barriers um mm. and they're unnecessary barriers yeah and that reminds me there's a friend of mine another, another friend of mine who wants to invest in stuff like that so he literally became like a licensed like investor like right he like did all the studies did the guy like got the certification and just so he could invest for his, himself, but then found out he couldn't because he needed to like actually open a business and do this like for other people in order to do it for himself. And I'm just like, anyway, as a younger person, again, not so much anymore, but when I was younger, I was like, 
I didn't know all this. That it was so hard to get into investing. I just thought that like, oh, I don't have enough money to invest now. That's why I don't do it. Not that they just don't let you invest. They don't let you buy things. And that's the thing is, as we mentioned way at the beginning of this whole couple hour long shit show, uh, <laughs> one of the reasons why like learning about crypto is the best way to learn about fiat. Because no one understands money. No one understands what inflation is. No one understands scarcity. No one understands that when you print money, it's not that the inflation is bad. It's that you don't get any of it. They keep yeah. all the new stuff. And yeah. there's a bunch of stuff about like people don't understand like the investment. Like, oh, what's, what's the matter with the current system? Until you realize, oh, I can just buy crypto. Like peer-to-peer. Or I can buy off an exchange. Even like the regulated exchanges so far, it's pretty easy to just sign up and buy stuff. You can't do that with stocks. You can't do that with traditional investments the same way. And just the fact that you know now you see how messed up the old system is because the new one hasn't gotten that messed up yet. Yeah. And I think I remember my first Bitcoin meetup and it was sadly it was like a bunch of ICO on stage and it was a bit weird and I didn't know what was happening but I could mm. feel that there was something in the air probably I was feeling the greed of all these people around me but then I had to wait for another couple of meetups until I had like my big eureka moment when I had a beautiful presentation by uh Amin who actually was like talking about what is money and that was like okay now now we're talking about the real stuff now this is interesting now this makes me reconsider my whole life and all my decisions and, <laughs> and my career yeah. and what I'm doing with everything. And now, I'm, you know, you know, it's when you talk about those, the deep, interesting political stuff that you understand that fiat is the largest scam happening around us mm -hmm. and the SEC mm -hmm. and the whole paternalistic approach of governments or these institutional bodies supposed to protect us. Well, it's, as you mentioned, it's like a whole just institutional cover up and we're just part of it. And we need to teach people about these alternatives because again, we are the lucky few, we're in it. We know people around us that can teach us how to be more private. Like, oh my God, that video, Naomi about like how you shouldn't be using Wi-Fi. Like it triggers me so much. Like it's like so scary. And you're like, what's, what's my SSID and my BSID? And what do you mean everybody yes. can see everything I'm doing? Naomi's ah, videos like, will make you drink. I, oh my I get started up for that because I kind of started my brand being like, I'm the happy person that makes things fun. And then I just, as I like learn about things and I get more kind of neurotic about them, then I start putting out videos that are like, you should be absolutely completely afraid of everything around you. And everyone's like, um, <laughs> guys, like, go back to really the funny that's called growing Japanese up, videos. <laughs> Yeah. No. no, it's I, like, what, I haven't really stood publicly yet. I still, I've got to get around to it, but I've just had a hell of a couple of months. Um, but I did this interview with Bunny Huang and he is a hacker, a famous hacker and uh, security researcher. He's like this hardware expert and he specializes on the hardware side of our devices. So the idea that, you know, we don't know where all these parts are. We don't know whether the Intel chip inside of this was compromised, whether the NSA puts a back door in all these things, what the transistors actually do, you know, like it, these bones passed through thousands of hands before they between you know their, their inception and, and reaching our doorstep and anyway I interviewed Bunny and uh, we chatted about this and at the end of the day you know he's trying to create a truly secure device and he's sort of walking through like he did this research paper with Snowden where they tried to take an iPhone for example they created this thing called an introspection engine where they open up an iPhone and they um, 
they look at all of the things going on inside and try to figure out like what radio beacons are being triggered. Because when you turn on airplane mode, you would think, okay, well, I've turned off any sort of signals coming and going. It's like, well, how do you know? You All you have is an icon on your screen that's telling you you've turned it off. How can you trust that? So then they, they set up all these probes to see what's actually going on. And it turns out that actually your Bluetooth and your Wi-Fi is running even though you're saying that you turned it off and 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 so they decided they wanted to create something that's like this case you, you can plug your phone into that will um sort of be this safety tool for journalists on yeah. the job if you're somewhere where you actually don't want to transmit your location because your life depends on it it's important to have hardware you can rely on so they created this introspection engine they realized that it's so um like model specific that it's mm. completely unfeasible to mass market these mm. things because you know every time um apple comes out with a new phone which is like every six months and the old one becomes obsolete you know and every android phone option out there you know there's so many different phone types you would have to design a completely different thing oh that's a garage going downstairs sorry about that's the fine. loud noise but that, that um, does your <laughs> shout out by the way shout out to privacy pros who i interviewed a few months back and they sell a bunch of like you know, crypto backups, like crypto steel type stuff. But, you know, it used to be Bill Fodal and now it's Privacy Pros. They also have like Faraday cage bags and Faraday bags and stuff for your phones and stuff. Because, I mean, obviously not a perfect solution, but it does help to be able to completely, you know, go dark at some point. And that's the thing is I, I really think that it's it's on a slingshot the other way now. We kind of reached a point in the last few years of peak Orwellian surveillance. Again, this is where... Naomi and I might disagree on perspective, not on the facts necessarily, but on the perspective where she's more gloomy doomy and I'm more, it's all going to be okay. But... I like to call it realistic. But... Okay. Well... <laughs> gloomy doomy. Gloomy I will, doomy. Well, I wanted to kind of, I, I'm, I'm going to add into this because I know what you're saying. You're, mm -hmm. you're saying that like we're getting more and better tools to combat this. I'm going to fight against that. So anyway, mm. long story short, <laughs> the interview with Bunny Huang. So this was the first research paper that they did. I'm all dry. Now can't he's talk trying like this. To... <laughs> now he's trying to create <laughs> Create a device from scratch that is truly secure and he's looking at all the ways to do this and um he's created this uh, initial thing called the precursor which is not a phone it's like a precursor to the phone it's like a dev tool um but i mean at the end of the day he's saying like even this like this precursor that he developed is not secure under this scenario and this scenario. You know, they, there are so many holes in our hardware. There are so many attack vectors in our software and our hardware. It's impossible to have completely secure devices. And I think people need to realize that. And does this mean, like, I think we're on the same page, Joelle, in this regard, because does this mean that we give up completely? Absolutely not. You have to understand, how, like, first of all, what your risk model is. Who is, you know, who are you afraid is tracking you is it your stalker ex-boyfriend is it the government because you're a whistleblower like, is it that dude in the live chat <laughs> exactly <laughs> um you've got to figure that out but the second thing is is you have to understand how the surveillance apparatus itself works you have to understand that it's not like this this eye of sauron that literally is watching everything at all times they have specific tools they use for specific um you know uh, apps and conversation methods and digital communications once you kind of start to understand how it all works you can start to protect yourself make sure all your communication is done with end-to-end -end encryption so that if someone wants to spy on you they have to actually physically attack your device make it device specific rather than just mm -hmm. intercepting communication which is super easy with all their dragnet 
capture they have these days. So, you know, try not to use email, try to use signal wherever you can, instead of writing emails, even like email is not secure at all. SMS is completely in the clear, never use SMS if you can, right? So there are all these layers of how good and how private things are. And, and once you start to substitute out them and choose the more secure forms, you really do achieve a surprising amount of privacy um, on top of that. You know, it's it's not perfect. You have to realize it's not ever going to be perfect, but it's still possible to really, you know, create a lot of protection for yourself and save yourself a lot of headaches down the line and make it harder for people to track you and spy on you and use things against you in the future, which, you know, could happen. Yeah, well, that's that's something that's been kind of an encouraging thing is, like as far as encryption imagine like 10 years ago how many people were into encryption or like it's such a weird cypherpunk thing and then i I don't think i was one of the early adopters of using signal but for example but you know like mid-level or whatever but i was like it was me and my libertarian friends that's it and then at some point like i remember when cnn sent their journalist out to interview me about the the spending crypto around town like I saw like the double check mark show up on her on the message, like, oh, there you, you're you too. And then now it's just like random, like, you know, no offense, but boomers, <laughs> like all of a sudden they're just getting that. I'm like, oh, you too. Oh, you too. Like now it's like, I have like one or two people that I know who don't do that. It's like almost everyone. And before it was just like a couple people, it is turning around. People are kind of caring about this stuff. There's big calls to pardon, like, Sarah Palin is calling to pardon Julian Assange and stuff, which is the weirdest thing I ever thought I'd hear. Like, you know, it, Sarah Palin's an awful politician, whatever, for, for the <laughs> non-American people. But there's, I see, like, there's a, a backlash. Well, a lot better than some of the people who are not calling for the pardon of Julian Assange or yeah. places like the Heritage Foundation. Like, excuse me? This is an organization that I used to have. Um, yeah. Sorry, well, it's is Heritage that said this, right? Where, yes, I saw I that, mean, unfortunately. They're a super libertarian organization. I Well, they're actually quite conservative. They've always been um, conservative. Actually, no. They've always been on... Um, but they've always had a good take on things. Like I've always appreciated a lot of stuff that comes out of them. And then when they started saying like, you know, Assange is not uh, someone we should be championing for free speech. He should not be pardoned. I'm just like, wow, they're trash. You know, they, they completely lost me. Yeah. I will not get behind an organization that doesn't recognize how important the Assange case right now is and how it completely threatens freedom of, of the press for uh, for the world. You know, it's it's difficult to find a place in the world that has a truly free press and uh, America's meant to have these constitutional laws protecting it. And this, I mean, if they don't recognize that, there's something seriously amiss with that Beltway organization. Yeah, that's one of those reasons why I'm optimistic about stuff is... I come from a baseline of extreme pessimism. And so anything above that is just like, oh, this is great. So, for example, I don't, I don't believe – like I used to be a hardcore constitutionalist in my youth. But now that I'm an old man with a creaky back and stuff and arthritis in my fingers or whatever, uh, now it's – I. I don't believe in the U.S. Constitution anymore. I do believe it's a fantastic starting point, but I believe it's just the piece of paper – unless you back it up by making people abide by it. And of course we see that like where I live here in New Hampshire, I've seen many times when people tried to do some nonsense, like just a few weeks ago, some the city council where I'm at just wanted to pass some like stringent mask mandate or some nonsense like that. And a whole bunch of people showed up unanimously in opposition to that thing. 
a quarter of them were free staters or, you know, fellow hardcore libertarian people who moved here and they just like tabled it and went away. I remember they were going to increase the tolls at the like little toll roads you drive around here. And so many people called and stuff and got angry that the guy who proposed the change actually had like a, he had like a, a heart attack or something from it. He's like, he got stressed out so much and they tabled the measure. It's like, you have to be ready to come out but en masse, re- you know. That requires such a high level of education. Like, I'm so happy for you that you live in that ecosystem and yeah. your own beautiful, beautiful libertarian bubble. And that is only one state in the United States. But when you look at the rest of the world, like, it's not, you don't have that, you don't have that momentum. You don't have that mass critique. The price a lot of liberty of is abide. eternal vigilance. No, it's, it's, I can tell you, being in, yeah. in Europe, Having been born and raised in Switzerland and now seeing, and I'm now living in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. I, I've lived in the most conservative, most, you know, law abiding uh, government is our king. And, and you know, it, it's really, no one goes against government. Like what? You're saying less government? What? No, more government. <laughs> like everybody here is like more regulation, more regulation is good, more government. So being a libertarian or whatever you want to call it here, which just a person questioning being the a status decent quo, human being, in my opinion, but, but you're, you're, you're surrounded by squares like all these people are just very happy with what's going on i i've these countries indeed are very enjoyable and very livable places they're very nice your garbage gets picked up all the time there's no you know your water is is potable Uh, we have electricity around the clock i mean these are things that you you get accustomed to and that you you take for granted as well but again when the covid measures are hitting no one's protesting them. Everybody's like, "Yes, okay, sure." I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm so sorry for not having my mask on. It's, it's, it's the complete reverse. There's, it's. I mean, of it's, course, there are pockets of people questioning the system, in but the it's, world, it's though. Like I have to say, like this is where I'm taking the Naomi point of view of like everything sucks. Do uh, we can't <laughs> call this the Naomi point of view? I object. <laughs> Yeah, doomy Jack, gloomy was nice. Doomy gloomy. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting on doomy gloomy glasses. Uh, I do. It has been sad just how many places and people in the freer parts of the world have just like, well, but just for now and stuff. And I guess in my spirit of patience, I will give people like a year or two to come to their senses on this. Like people might have been scared. Like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be the one who precipitates this giant right. like, massacre of humanity and all sure. to give away some well, freedom. And I, 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 that's an obviously stupid no argument. I never to, would do that, right? Yeah, but, but yeah, but it happens. No politician to wants to have a, a no. Ooh, what's vibrating, guys? What's, Sorry, this is uh, no. This is not the having a party. It's the garage. Okay, no, yes. but I just for me, when you see governments like this acting like this, mm-hmm. um, and they see no resistance to them basically ripping everybody's privacy, freedom, calling people in their houses, telling them how they're supposed to quarantine, how you can eat with your loved ones if they're sick, like what? It's it's and then you step a foot outside in Switzerland right now and you're supposed to be under quarantine. It's ten thousand Swiss franc um, fine, mm-hmm. and no one is lifting a finger to say, "Hey, excuse me, can we just like pause for a second and think of what we're doing here?" Um, What's the hypocrisy, and you can... isn't it? That's what gets me. It's oh, yeah. all of the politicians right now who are not willing to back up their actions and not willing to do the things that they're ordering everyone else to do. The people who are still meeting their family for Thanksgiving and still going out for birthdays and doing all these things after 
telling everyone else, you know, you cannot do this, you can't do your family things, no unnecessarily travel. Um, they're spreading all this stuff and they're absolutely not willing to do it themselves. I'm sorry, but that's a two-tier system. That's a system where you have some people who create the laws and are above them and the people who are expected to follow them who get no say in them. That is not a society that I want to live in. And it just seems no. like that's a status quo right now. And as you say, Eleanor, no one is questioning this, you know? Yeah. Where is the outcry when these politicians, you know, announce to everyone that they have to stay in and not see anyone? And then they're like, I'm just going to go to Miami, just flying down there, seeing my family and uh, 20 of my closest friends at this big party. It's by the I, pool. It's going to be great. I, I'm not so sure about the the hypocrisy for me because I guess, I don't know, I don't, I don't follow sometimes all the slip-ups of all these people that should be doing these things. For me, it's more... Once the government is testing, like basically our our sheepness, like how mm -hmm. how far can we go? How far? And I understand that it's like COVID times, and there's we're living in a different situation. But basically, all these politicians who have no clue what they're doing, by the way, mm. I, I, I studied <laughs> public policies. Like I see these policies being just like spat into people's faces. Yes. It says on one line, it says quarantine yourself, don't go out, and then the next bullet, it's like, but if you have no one to do your groceries, then you can go out but also no sex on the next bullet point. It's like, whoa. Yeah. You know what's hilarious? Like, I, like, I don't know. I, I've I got, I'm, I'm lost watching... at words. So yeah. I, and I have to say that my, like my life has not changed at all this year. I are very small. Now, every once in a while, when I go out to eat or go to a coffee, I, I, you know, I have a scarf that I go like this for two seconds and sit down. I have what survivors guilt, right? Cause a lot of people are not as fortunate as me and have had really bad years. They've lost their business, they've lost their life's work, they've oh, lost all kinds yeah. of horrible things. So I don't want to, you know, be like that. But there is a certain element of humor in watching these politicians come up with these rules and stuff. Like you're sitting at your table, you're fine. The Rona only goes above your head, but if you stand up, you have to. And then also like glory holes, like that was an early. Like I did not. Ex Too bad we can't have Ken here for this because he's, you know, I'm sure he's more the expert. But like, you know, you know what a what? glory hole is. Yes, I it's, do, but I don't see why in this they context. Were, it was what? actually officially recommended by I forget which uh, government agency that if no. you're going to engage in sexual activity, <laughs> it should be through a hole, through like a, a wooden divider or something like that. It's in like, this is like creepy bathroom stall stuff that like, like, I, I'm serious. It, it, the gov A official government is in a elected representative body that has actual real power over <laughs> us recommended this stuff what? and then the health minister of this is Canada so low level rec <laughs> well, recommended I mean, it, masks it, it, during it, intimate times and oh it's my just God. like it's, it's not unexpected joel i mean the uk banned porn right how do you ban porn they literally what? when was they this? created like ages ago oh <laughs> it's uh they literally <laughs> just created honeypots because like all they want to do is is create uh, is entrap people by saying like use this vpn and then they get all this blackmail material on people like it's i mean the world has gone crazy um i will have to run off in a second as well yes. but i think you know I, I agree this year has been startling to me um when it first started and I was looking at what was going on in China and I was making videos, you know, because from my point of view, the world was not noticing, you know, the numbers going mm. up. And I was like, oh, gosh, we need to be protecting the most vulnerable in our society. I was super worried. Yeah. Um, some no of our friends here, seriously. So, and some of my so, friends well, were talking well, about that in like January. And I was yeah, like, yeah, really? So January? I um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I was in Hong Kong in January, so Mm -hmm. it was like a big thing that I was getting aware of. In January, I was trying to buy masks and they were sold out in Australia. Um, And so it was like, no one was paying attention to this in the news though. And for me, I, I made a video where I say explicitly, you know, if we want to stop hospitals getting overwhelmed or whatever, we need to um, take precautions if we can, because a lockdown like they're doing in Wuhan is neither desirable nor even feasible in a country like America. Like in my mind, I was thinking there's no way that the government would ever be able to forcibly lock people in. And that's a great thing. So individual responsibility will be, you know, the key to all of this. So I, I honestly, I was naive and I was shocked to then see California turn around and say actually we are gonna ban you all from going out and then just seeing the whole world like this ripple effect of everyone just getting locked in their houses them deciding which businesses aren't necessary and which are not they're picking and choosing losers like walmart somehow is a winner but Mm -hmm. your local mom and pop store on the corner you know they're not as as important as walmart therefore they have to stay closed and something that they've spent 30 years putting everything into has just been outlawed and they've lost everything you know this is it's Sorry, like it's absolutely post. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but, but I think like, it made me so sad um, to see what's happened because it is, as I said, it's this two-tiered system. They're picking winners and losers, and it's all about control. It's not about rational policies yeah. that are helping people. And here's where Mr. Sunshiny Orange-Shirted Optimism comes in. Uh, I see people starting to wake up to that who otherwise wouldn't. Like the amount of people who'd never thought of civil disobedience before are now like talking about it. The amount of people that would never care about financial censorship are now talking about it. The number of people who would just were just diehard pro America, everything, who are now talking about secession, like breaking up the country and like letting individual states be free of the federal governments. Like this is like I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm just like it's like that meme of like you're behind the tree, just like. I'm just sitting there watching all these people wake up and it, obviously it's a it's a high price for so many lives destroyed to get to this point but I I'm going to take the good where I see it where there's so many people who are into this kind of thing and that's of course you know bring it full circle back to crypto that's where crypto is really important is the first thing people get dinged with when things get really bad is they go after your money. They go after your livelihood. And so many people will be so much more courageous, be like, I don't care, arrest me, lock me up, I'm going to protest. So many people would do that if they thought their family could be fed, if they thought they would just lose all their money and be out on the street. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you are you know, running on crypto, if you run your own business, if you do whatever, they can't really do that as much. And that makes you a lot more able to be bold. And the thing is, people see what we do. And one of the best things to happen, there's been a giant exodus in, I don't know how it's been in Europe relative to stuff, but in the US, there's been a giant exodus from specifically New Hampshire, I mean, California, Illinois, New York. They've lost, like, New York's lost hundreds of thousands of people in the last year. Literally, it just yeah. left the state. Because these are all the statist hellholes that locked down well, and destroyed. finance moved to Miami and tech has moved between Austin and Miami from San mm-hmm. Francisco. So, I mean, people are voting with their feet and I am enjoying seeing that. Yeah, it is fantastic. <laughs> <That's> again, <laughs> fantastic to see 
again, only the lucky few, only the elite can afford to just pack up and go. Yeah. Uh, my last class on Lebanon, people can't withdraw more than 200 bucks from their bank account. Mm. You have all your life savings stuck. Uh, talk about Hong Kong protest. You wanted to support a cause, all their bank accounts got closed. Again, so yeah. it's like some people can leave. Some people mm -hmm. will always be able to hide money or have another bank account somewhere else, transfer their capital, like have that freedom. But it's, it comes at a high cost. And I'm very, it's great that people are waking up and moving and literally saying, okay, no to this state, I'm going somewhere else. Um, and I love your positivism, positivism, Joel. It's like, it's, it's yeah. refreshing. I guess sometimes I'm just a bit gloomy doomy as well. well and I think like the reason we I'm need to wake up and it's is not there. Some people, <laughs> the the privilege of being able to move and live free is it helps the underprivileged in the digital information age because you get to see social media pictures from someone just you know a little while away over here living their free best happy life with friends and family and just like you can see their faces and it just like there's hope and stuff and then when you see that, when you're all miserable and you're, you know, hunkered down with your glory holes or whatever else you're doing, <laughs> right? it's just like, I, I can't, I still cannot believe that in government. Anyway, while you're all in that life and you see that, that someone else is living free, first you see like a glimmer of hope and then you get a little sad, but then you get angry. You get really angry at your, your government that says, you know what, this is the way life has to be. You got to be safe and stuff. And if that, the whole world's that way, it's easy to just be all hunkered down but when you see other people living free which is why we should be loud about how free we're living be you know very public about it then other people start seeing and then they then they start rising up and flipping over cars and all that good stuff <laughs> good stuff well, i didn't know about the flipping of a cars business but Depends i think taking proactive action no no i don't think i support it yeah. regardless of cars but it could inspire proactive uh measures to either you know change through the political process or find a way to make changes in your own life to enable yourself more freedom there are tools people can use uh, no matter where they are that give mm -hmm. them certain degrees of freedom uh, some places are a lot more fortunate than others uh, some places it's a lot harder but there are definitely steps that anyone can take um, and I, I think you're right that hope is a very powerful tool in this regard well that seems like a fantastic wrap-up point for this almost two and a half hour thing uh, now it's time for shilling uh, and not a currency, as in shill your stuff. Let's start with you, Elnor. What do you want to promote? Where can people find you and follow you and stuff? I did tag you on Instagram, but other than that, I don't know. That's very sweet. Well, Kai's just coming to say hi right at the end of this podcast. Hello. Channeling my um, inner Ken Bozak. Dude, that cat should be an NFT. Do you want to be? Do you want to be tokenized, Kay? Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see what he says about that. Um, nothing to shill except uh, cryptocanal.org and my coin tree link. If you want to support my activities regarding crypto 101s for countries that kind of need it right now. Yes. Um, I'm very passionate about peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash. I hope this world that it's not just for the lucky few that we managed to get it in the hands of a lot of people. I love the latest upgrade for the Bitcoin.com wallet where it's so easy to get you know, cryptocurrency through a link. I'm always thinking about the end user and mm -hmm. think about the people out there that don't have the chance that we do to realize how beautiful cryptocurrencies are, how they're ready for the masses today, how there's tools like Naomi said to be private, tools to be more free. So 
that's how I would leave it here. And uh, thank you so much, Joel, for having me on your show. And it's been just an honor to have this conversation with all of you. As always, it was a great time. What are you showing Naomi other than NBTV, which I see in the background there? NBTV. Uh, is this like backwards or no, it's not. Okay. So I'm just understanding the stream and the screen. So they've mirrored the me there. So I'm like, I want to show VTB in or E if it's Russian. Um, so yeah, I want to show my channel. You can go to library and search me there, Naomi Brockwell. I would love your support uh, on there. I also have a YouTube channel. Um, they frequently demonetize monetize me and uh but if you subscribe to me on both that's always wonderful and definitely helps me in terms of getting viewers getting my videos out um and Cointree yeah if people want to go and create an account go and make uh, their own account if you're someone who creates uh any kind of value in the world hopefully you are whether it's you know you're, you're developing software or you're value. creating yeah creating uh you know content video content or music or anything um it just provides a way for people to show their support through messages and cryptocurrency um but it also has another benefit in that you can link all your social media so many of my friends are being deplatformed right now i actually had a friend who said that his entire facebook group was just deleted um from facebook they had like five hundred thousand followers you know members in this group that were deleted and that was their primary means of connecting with each other and they kind of lost contact for that but they said that they had cointree page um so that people can go to other things like their discord page or their library mm -hmm. or all of this uh so people can find them so if you could create a coin tree page it kind of works like Linktree, but with the added bonus that you can add donation addresses uh but it also is just like a, a social media list so people can find you if you get deplatformed. so they're the two things that uh want to let people know about and go and check it out see if there are content creators on there that you want to support uh, maybe you can send some money to joelle or eleanor uh people who are creating a lot of value you in the space and send them a nice christmas message and say hey well done you know i appreciate you that's always really nice for someone who's doing this as a passion project to get that so uh, i encourage all of you to go and try it out yeah um what is ken's coin tree ken's coin tree because i'm find. searching ken bozak and stuff and i can't find exactly really? i know he has Let a couple different it. things because i know he, he obviously he does have a coin tree because people give him a bunch of money he's talking about it maybe mm -hmm. before you got on there but let me show a little bit of ken stuff because he left before i had to show uh ken bozak he's biggest on twitter which is at kenneth bozak b-o-s-a-k and he is a hoot let me talk like it's a fun twitter to follow this guy's crazy so he's it's literally k-e-n-n-b-o-s-a-k yeah so coin tr dot e e dot ken bozak you just you just said so many different things you can't repeat it because then they're like is it dot e coin tr dot e slash e e coin tr dot e e slash k e n n b o s a k ken bozak i like to use you should use more the emoji the tree the tree emoji is really powerful. Any emoji is powerful. Yes. And I feel like the, the tree emoji should be, you, you do something with it, like yeah. find, uh, find t tie it to coin tree forever so that people really remember the coin and the roots and the tree and how beautiful it is. Ooh, and I tie love that, the all that now it, the roots, the, the blossoming. Yeah. We the, need yes. a coin tree. Uh, that's all your marketing. Out. Man. No, anyway. That's, 
Sorry. Well, let's we uh, just just the marketing, just the narrative of all the tree and how you can anchor yourself and how you have strong roots because of all these people supporting you and all that. these okay, leaves you and how hiding. you can blossom. I do yes. marketing as a consultancy <laughs> service. Yes, of course. The coin tree That's of excellent. crypto liberty needs to be watered from time to time with the coins of. Um, All right, guys, see? send your proposed tweets to me. I'm going to tweet them out on the Cointree page right now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, and then as for Secure this channel, you already know. Um, if you're if you're not subscribed yet, if you're watching this and you're not subscribed, well, someone actually gave me a down vote, which is very rude. But I only have 800, <laughs> 809 subscribers, which this is YouTube, of course. Uh, I have to stream here because library doesn't do streaming yet. But when they do, I'll be streaming decentralized things and flip the double bird at YouTube. But I've, you, if you're not subscribed and you're watching this, you're a meanie, so you should subscribe. And then you will be an unmeanie. And cointr.ee slash the desert links is my coin tree. You can throw a little tip. Oh, speaking of which, I got a message. Let me, shall we risk it? Shall we risk it? Really? Do it. Says, risk it, risk yes, it. Make it live. From digital currencies to COVID and glory and back. Great episode. Thank you, Anonymous. <laughs> Great. Aww. Well, someone else sent you one that said, oh, wow, the amazing fall. Oh, that was the one from before. Yes. Got it. So thank you very much for the support. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, we do this. I do this every other week, but the off weeks is a Dash podcast, which is always a good time. And I'm open to starting more podcasts if there's more shills who are willing to throw me some money for it. And But as it is, it's always a good time. So check back in a couple weeks. I can't guarantee who will be on. But I can guarantee it won't be a two and a half hour marathon, probably. Unless it will be, because it's like the <laughs> ring in the new year. So this was a special long well, show. Well, Bitcoin birthdays on January third. So, <sighs> yeah. well, I will have to buy a pizza with it, which I actually can around here. But anyway, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Subscribe and follow these lovely young ladies and Ken Bozak. He's not. A young lady. He might not even be lovely, but he is a Ken Bozak. So follow us all. <laughs> I will share this out shortly. Enjoy the holiday season if you do have a holiday season going on here. If not, um, wear a little Santa hat or, you know, something like that. And yeah, just remember stay positive because this is stay positive, stay away from the gloomy doomy stuff, but still listen to Naomi's channel and take seriously all the gloomy <laughs> stuff she says. So. <laughs> Tell people to do all this kind of stuff. Oh, and by the way, taxation is...